Hey, I hit the record button this week, Josh. That goddamn time, get it right. I mean, I would have hit it sooner, but you're over there looking at them tickety talks. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't know we was getting ready to get started. Why wouldn't we get started? It's fucking eight thirty. Well, the last time I asked you if we were going to fucking record, you said when everybody gets done eating, your ass is eating. You were done eating. I've got a little bit of watermelon. Oh, so I couldn't? You couldn't hit record when I was eating my food? I mean, no, because you, you tend to get choked. Yes, I can multitask. No, you can't. I'm about to get a piece of corn out of that pot right there, and then I'm going to show you how I can multitask. That sounds dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, welcome to the Turn the Vocal Podcast for this week. I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. Uh, holy shit. Off the rails already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Josh talking about molesting himself with a corn cob. You know, shit's gonna get off the rails, especially this early in the night. Well, if things should be good as long as I don't forget the butter. I, oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> I've read a book with that scene, just not corn. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> You're talking about one of them Fabio books, ain't you? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That one you sent me the other day sounded like it was right up your damn alley. I really want to read that one, but I got too many to read right now. I got to calm down. I can't get that one right now. <laughs> must be nice to like to read, man. That shit sucks. It does not. Oh, it does. There's so many other things I could do as I'd sit and look at paper. The things I learned put to good practice. Jason's just mad because he can't read. I can read. I can also speak eloquently if I need to. Oh, you're going to try to act all proper now? No, I'm just saying if I need to, I can. Okay, anyway. (laughs) The three of us should not have no supervision. No, no. We should always have somebody watching trying to figure out what the fuck we're doing. I feel like if we don't have around-the-clock supervision, something drastic is going to happen to one of us. And it'll probably be me that goes out first because I'm the, I'm going to do the stupidest. No. You're the littlest. We'll throw you. <laughs> well, Speaking I was of which, midget, midget wrestling. We've got we to gotta, we gotta get, we gotta get on that. Calm down, Big Show. Last time I heard a wrestler talking about getting on midgets, it was, Never mind. I know he don't listen to the podcast, but somebody will wind up telling him, and I'll just have to tell y'all that story later. <laughs> Let's just say it involves the Jerry Springer show and Bridget the Midget. Oh, I think I remember this story. <laughs> All right. Let's get back on track, guys. Okay, believe it or not, we do have a topic to talk about this week, and uh, it is, I mean, just the events of this past weekend you had, uh, don't say it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. AEW Rampage on Friday, uh-uh. SummerSlam on Saturday, <laughs> and then TakeOver on Sunday. So, I mean, it was, uh-uh. a, it was a big weekend for wrestling, Six. so we're going to go ahead, we'll uh, take our break right here, then come back and get right into everything, <laughs> when we can talk about the biggest event that happened this weekend. We'll be right back. Okay, and we are back. How'd you like that new commercial I recorded? That was great. Fucking awesome. 
I didn't record no new commercial, dumbass. I know you did. <laughs> I know you fucking did. Not for me to ask him to record a new game commercial. Well, I ain't got dumb. I didn't take the bait. <laughs> no. No, you didn't, but Josh is a masturbator. <laughs> Ma- masturbate taker. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so. This past weekend, a whole bunch of shit went down. So, I want to start off by talking about the best thing that happened this weekend. He's going to fucking do something stupid. I know it. I know it. I fucking know him. Go ahead, Jason. Go ahead. Pat McAfee said cock. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say that on the cock. Peacock. Did you notice that on SummerSlam? Wait, when when was it during SummerSlam? Because I only watched bits and pieces. Okay, well, the, you, you would remember this because it was he was doing commentary, so it was one of the SmackDown matches. I don't even remember whose match it was, but he screams, "You can't do that on the cock, peacock!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. I love Pat McAfee on commentary. So speaking of Pat McAfee, would you find his OnlyFans too? Shut up. I have a solution to the whole conundrum of Paul Heyman now. <laughs> oh, God. McAfee manage Lesnar? <laughs> oh, God, that would be great. <laughs> I would pay to see that. I mean, okay. I... Why not? That's fucking... Yes, I'd <laughs> so be down for that. I'm... I don't hate it, and I normally hate everything involved with Lesnar. <laughs> but, uh, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, the big news of the weekend was Friday night, AEW Rampage, as soon as it comes on, they're doing their welcome. The crowd ain't giving them a the fucking crowd, chance. <laughs> the crowd is yelling over everybody. And then the moment everyone's been waiting seven years for, 2,000, how many ever fucking days it was that the sign said. Yeah, yep. CM Punk made his return to pro wrestling, uh, signing with AEW for what seems to be a multi-year contract with how... How he was talking in the media scrum. Well, not even that, but how he was talking in the ring, talking about I've got, I've got, time. I've got Monday or Wednesday, Wednesday Friday, Friday, and four Saturday. Saturdays or Sundays a year. So it seems like he's going to be there for at least a little while. And you know, what are Will? We'll start with you. Josh and I were here together watching it with uh, Jennifer. Actually, watched wrestling for that and. Joey was over here. Joey Whited. And, uh... My daughter got out of bed to come and watch. (laughs) Wasn't gonna leave you out. So, uh... What were your thoughts on how it went down? What happened? Everything he said? Perfection? I mean... We've been waiting. This is the one thing we've been wanting for years. And it happens. Right. Finally, an arena full of people chant his name and the right motherfucker walks through the curtain. Like, (laughs) (laughs) 
But I am kind of pissy with the way with what Booker T had to say about it. Okay, I've not heard this. I see you got it pulled up, so go ahead and read. This is a quote taken straight from Booker T. So, and he says, "CM Punk sucker." <laughs> oh, sorry. CM Punk came back, and he had ten full minutes to go out there and make his point as far as CM Punk being back. He had the perfect crowd to be able to go out there and really, I'm talking about, have a party up in the United Center. But CM Punk came back and took his moment and chose to talk about WWE. That right there was just a total miss for me. He struck out, blah, blah, blah. It was the same promo that was given in WWE. It was just about WWE. Like, please explain to me how he didn't even fucking mention the company. The only thing he mentioned was a, was Ring of Honor. Well, you could tell by his promo that it was directed as a shot at WWE. Uh, right, who gives a flying fuck? Exactly. Uh, he could go out there, he could say whatever he wanted to, and somebody was going to have some type of criticism for it. I want to know when Booker T become the biggest ass kisser in WWE. Mm-hmm. I mean, he still got that Legends deal getting that paycheck, so he's going to kiss as much ass as he can. Plus, he runs a wrestling show, so you know he's going to try to get his guys signed. That's probably exactly why he's doing it. He wants to get his students signed over there. Yeah, but literally someone on the roster, as Drew McIntyre could say, you know, whatever is good for wrestling is good for wrestling. But he wants to trash talk because he said maybe something out of the way in WWE. I don't even see it as him being a WWE ass-kisser as opposed to, man, you could have made history. You could have went out there and cemented your legacy as doing something, but instead you wanted to be petty and take shots at the other place. That's the way I would have taken that. You know, go do you. Don't worry about the other guys. But what Vince did at SummerSlam wasn't just as petty? Oh, it was, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> I mean, who the hell wanted those two returns that they did at SummerSlam? I mean, I wanted one of them. Well, we know about your Lesnar fetish, so it's... it's a- <laughs> <clears throat> but no, uh... Josh, you were here. I saw your reaction to it, but... Just, you know, what did you think did about... Did you cry? Because I definitely figured you cried. I came close to it, yeah. <laughs> there was I wasn't as crying as much as that guy in the crowd was. Definitely not. There was emotion. I mean... I mean, with everybody, because, you know, it's one of those things, like... Yeah, because 2010-ish, I really didn't watch a whole lot of WWE. And one of the people that kept me around, like a lot of people, was Punk. Mm-hmm. And 2011, you know, I, it, was, it was a great time. I loved watching his promos and everything. I would watch here and there. After he left, it was like something was missing. And, you know, every year we kept saying, oh, is he coming back to WWE? Is he coming back to WWE? And it wasn't until AEW came on, oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. He was waiting for this. And he still didn't come back for the longest time. And I think, I don't think I can be corrected on this when I say this, but I think CM Punk returning to Clareson was one of the last great what-ifs in wrestling. As far as never coming back or never say never kind of deals, in my opinion, I don't uh, think there can be anything else that can be people be wondering what's going to happen as far as wrestling. Goes. CM Punk coming back wasn't <laughs> as big of a what if, 
or I don't think that'll ever happen as CM Punk coming back to WWE. I could have seen CM Punk maybe going and doing some Ring of Honor stuff like he was saying. Right. <laughs> he brought up Ring of Honor in his promo. I could have seen him going down and doing some Ring of Honor stuff because that's still guys that are trying to make it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Ring of Honor, there for a while, was the perfect mix of people on the rise and people on the way back down, where those people on the way down could help the people on the way up. Right. There for a while, that was the perfect mix of that. And I could see, I could have seen Punk go into Ring of Honor to try to help do that. But, uh, yeah, I, I could have always seen him coming back, but the question was, will he ever come back to WWE? Would Vince ever... Put aside his put aside his differences like he did with Ultimate War. Like he did with Warrior, like he did with Macho Man, even though it took him dying. Like he did with Bret Hart, even though Brett's still not fully over. Nah, Brett screwed Brett, Montreal <laughs> screw job. I'm gonna tell you right now, that's the biggest work in pro wrestling. And if I would have thought, because when everything went down, who was Vince sitting right next to? Sergeant Slaughter. Who did we have access to last weekend? <laughs> Two weekends ago, I'm sorry. Sergeant. Sergeant Slaughter. Do you think you would have told us before you asked him? Yeah. Honestly, I do. If we could have got, you know, one-on-one time like what Rocky had and been like, look, I've always wondered this. I've always thought this. Was it a work? Was it bullshit? Did everybody know what's going on? Tell me. And I think it'd have been like, well, bag it. <laughs> the first you thing know. you gotta realize is yes, absolutely. <clears throat> but yeah, not being back is it's gonna be great for the business. It's gonna be great for wrestling. You know what Sarge would have done? What? He would have told us because knowing is half the battle. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> oh, G.I. Joe. I used to love that shit. <laughs> but just think of who Punk has to work now. Yeah, we've got mean, Allen coming up at All Out. Fucking, you got Hangman, you've got the Bucks, Omega. Fucking, I love how everybody's pissed because he didn't go straight after Omega. Why? He don't need to go straight after Omega. No, because I think it's going to be exactly like what he was saying. He's going to work with the young guys. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even see him working with the Bucks. I see him going. I see him working with Darby and getting him squared away where he needs to be. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. That's the one I was thinking bigger than anything is Jungle Boy. Yep. Him and MJF. Imagine the promos. Oh, God. They, that is probably the closest to an equal that Punk will probably have on a microphone. And he will... Uh, Punk is probably the closest that MJF will have on the microphone. <laughs> MJF can cut a goddamn promo. MJF okay. is... He's the best thing on their roster right now. Oh, a thousand times. I even agree. with Punk, even with Jungle Boy, even with Hangman, Omega, The Bucks, all of that shit. Oh, yeah, all of that. Fuck around. it. Yeah. MJF is going to be... Yeah, be careful in that chair. I got to re-glue it. <laughs> <laughs> It just sets up so much stuff. And I don't know if... Because in the media scrum, he did say he's an AEW guy. So, in the future, after he's got his feet wet in there, maybe a year or so, I can maybe see him 
going out doing maybe some Ring of Honor stuff, maybe some New Japan stuff. But that's the good thing about AEW is they're working with other promotions. Multiple, yes. But my biggest question, because we've said it multiple times, AEW's women's division needs help. Yes. Is AJ going to come? Does AJ Uh, come? It's possible. I could see it. And when she shows up, does... Oh, uh... Caitlin Joyner down there? Oh... You know, who can they get that's not doing anything anymore to try to come down and help? Shit, plenty of people. Yeah. They got a whole lot of women that they can pick up from. I'm on. Tony Khan, I know you're not listening, but if you just happen (laughs) to hear this shit, sign Molly fucking Holly to help the girls. She is one of the best workers, male or female, WWE had through the Attitude Era. She busted her ass in everything she did, never took anything for granted, and made the most of every situation she was in. She could help each and every woman on that roster for one reason or another. I mean, they've got Ruby coming. Yeah. Hell, I don't. as far as I know, I don't think she's signing anywhere. Fucking Lita. Have her come in and agent produce. I think she's got the Legends deal, so she would have to be... I think her and Trish both have the Legends. When you you make it to the Hall of Fame, you get a Legends deal that you have to be let go from. And the Legends deal lasts from... I think 10. I was about to say 5, 10 years, something like that. I think Taker's a 15. That's because he don't want Taker. Uh, Taker, He signed Taker to a lifetime deal, I swear. (laughs) Because uh, I'm going to tell you right now, if something happens and that contract expires and I'm sitting watching AEW one night and it just gongs out of nowhere, I'll be like, whoa, what the fuck? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Somebody gone. Oh. Somebody getting fucked And he, he'd walk out in full Undertaker garb. He's like, I'm the mortician. Because he couldn't be the Undertaker because that's WWE. That's copyrighted as fuck. And he can buy an American badass on his bike. Oh, no, he could, be, he could go as like the overgiver. <laughs> so while we're on the subject of returns to wrestling apparently Bray Wyatt is all but signed with AEW I've heard that I've heard. Uh, just waiting for the no compete to be up uh, no compete for that is uh, right what was it right Halloween yeah, it right was right at Halloween thing so he could be there for the Halloween show of Rampage uh Rampage, the Halloween Rampage, I think is what it was. All right, so let me ask you this. I don't know where I saw the article. It might have been on what culture. With Bray's character, and that he is, I agree with this, but I want to see what y'all think. Can he create a character that's not so much supernatural, but still work with the roster and yeah, that is in AEW? Yeah. Bray Wyatt has the creative genius of fucking anybody. Absolutely, I agree. He took a throwaway line from a promo how many years ago and created the whole Fiend character from. I mean, the last two or three promos he cut in WWE, he could take one thing from that and stitch together a whole fucking deal. I mean, there... I've not watched the videos, but there's videos on YouTube where it's talking about... uh, Bray Wyatt knew he was going to be released, and he told you in this promo. Oh, shit. And, you know, 
talking about one of his last, the promo after WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, basically coming out and saying, hey, I know I'm out of here, so I'm just going to blah, blah, blah. They're like, read between the lines if you, you know, if you catch this line and the way he said this word in this and blah, 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 you know. I mean, people read so much into anything, but when it comes to Bray, he... He He doesn't fucking know. Yeah. Like, you never know, like, what's behind what he says. Or if what you think he says is what he actually says, because he's psycho. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't. Rem- I don't remember if I told you. I may have said it on the podcast, but I know I told Josh. There was something said, and it was talking about leaving, leaving WWE, going to different places, and everything. And right before the people in the video said this line, I was like. Oh, he should use his real name and start this. I said he should yeah. start the Cult of Wyndham. Yeah. We talked about it the other day. Okay. He posted it on his Instagram that, that, that same day. He had posted it on his Instagram. I'm not on Instagram, so I got to saw that shit. But right as I thought, man, he should do this and recruit the Dark Order, and they go actual, a dark version of it, like it was supposed to have been in the first place. See, that's the thing. While if anybody could take that mantle, it would be him. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many people... I'm not going to say, I've seen every member of Dark Order post on Twitter, no, we're not having a new leader, nobody's going to be here, Brody's son is our new leader when he gets old enough. That's why it's not the Dark Order, it's the Cult of Wyndham. Leave the Dark Order, you know, the Dark Order is dead, and then when uh, Brody's son gets old enough, come back to me, my children, and then, you know. Yeah. Isn't Brody's son like... Seven. That's what I thought. He's a young, he's a young kid. He's yeah. a he's a kid. Ten more years should be good. Negative one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we had a fifteen-year-old jumping the ring. Yeah, I could so. see it playing out really well for these next couple of months. However long Hangman is out with his child, because that's why he took time off. Have them, you know, keep trying to reach out to Hangman. Come back, come back, fight for the title. He doesn't come back, and that dwells down, puts them down, and then that's when Colt. Wyndham comes in and oh you're down and out that's when he takes over because they're weak and they're easily to be manipulated come to me I swear to God when you said cult I thought you said cult and I'm like what the hell's Cabana gonna do <laughs> so but oh I didn't th- hold on hold on I just gave you an idea no oh, okay. what the hell's the dynamic gonna be with Punk and Cabana backstage oh shit I just oh fuck he did say there was a couple of scores to sell in the locker room I did not even think about that until you just said cult. Oh, damn. Even though you meant cult. (laughs) I wonder if they patch things up in order an acquaintance term. I'm pretty sure they're not going to be as close as they once were. I mean, that was a messy situation. And that was WWE's fault, to be honest with you. If WWE hadn't fucked Punk over and had made him go to court and made him fight, which Punk was not going to take that line down, they wouldn't have had that, that falling out. Okay, but back to... Yeah, back to Colt. Okay, the Colt. Colt of, of Wyndham. Okay, back to me, because I was starting to say something. Oh, excuse the fuck out of us. Um, what if Hangman doesn't join Dark Order? He's gone, he's gone, he's gone. Whole time, Bray Wyatt's been talking to him, getting in his head. He comes back as the first member of Colt of Wyndham. Oh, I could see that and actually go through and do the 
Waylon Mercy type gimmick WWE wanted to start him off with in the first place that they, for some reason, moved away from. I can see that. That's hell yeah. And have Bray, instead of doing anything supernatural, Manson, the Waco, Texas, like. Uh, right. Well, that's what the Waylon Mercy thing yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And of course, WWE's too PG, so they won't go full full force with it. No, that's good shit. Because, yeah. yeah, stay away from the supernatural bullshit. Yeah, that's why Matt Hardy's not broken Matt Hardy no more. I mean, it's it's fun <laughs> if you can pull it off the right way. Like, everything they did with Undertaker was golden. Yes. And yeah. Kane. Undertaker and Kane was great, but then you got... Boogeyman and stuff like that that was kind of... Well, I it mean... It was fun, but super cheesy. Way cheesy. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you go through and not just... I mean, not just Boogeyman. You go through and you got to think. They had Gangrel. Ah, Gangrel was badass. Don't talk shit about Gangrel. Mordecai? Yeah, but I'm talking, like, the stupid supernatural stuff. Like, like, the Like, no, not even that shit. I'm talking about the fucking magician that was pulling people's... The finish of the match was he pulled the hanky out and pulled dude's underwear off. He got embarrassed and was able to get rolled up. Yeah, that's real shit that happened. <laughs> what the fuck? Was that WCW? No. WWE? Yeah, I can't even... I think like early 90s. Yeah, it was, it was 90s WWE. A dude came out and he was like amateur magician. So they... like yes. Oh, that guy. Fant- El- Fantasmo. Yes. And he's shooting like the streamers out of his hands and he goes and the guy is working. He does the whole never-ending hanky, pulling it out of dude's tights. And as he keeps pulling, keeps pulling, keeps pulling, here comes the underwear out of the tights, and he's like, ha, 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 dude gets embarrassed and tries to do the whole cover-up thing, so dude rolls him up for the pin. Wow. That was his one and only appearance on <laughs> He's undefeated. But, okay, they'll bring, Gold- they'll bring him and Goldberg back, and Goldberg will squash him. <laughs> you can't squash somebody that takes your underwear off without touching them. That's just wrong. <laughs> Still trying to figure out how it happened that one night, but whatever. Well, you see, Josh. <laughs> Wasn't even him. Oh, good lord. I don't even. I wouldn't question that one. <clears throat> Moving on. <laughs> All right, so do we just go in to do a rough shot of SummerSlam now? No, because, I mean, just because. Yeah, we talked. We talked CM Punk. <laughs> we talked CM Punk. We got that out of the way. That wasn't the only thing that happened on Rampage. Well, yeah. There was... Kira Hogan, uh, and Kira Hogan and Jade Cargill. That was quick. I think... I think Punk took longer than he was supposed to just a little bit, but I don't think he was anybody was going to complain about that. So I think they shaved off of that match. But that was a moment, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and we can't forget the ice cream bars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They were, they were real, too. That he paid for with his own money. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you had that. You had Jurassic Express beat uh, Private Party. In a tag tournament eliminator. Yeah, which that's just... You got the second match to see who they're going to face coming up this Wednesday, tomorrow. Uh, Varsity Blondes against 
uh, Phoenix and Pentagon. Please I, I have a question. Yes, I really want them to win. It could be perfect. Have fucking uh, Andrade come out and cost Penta and uh, Phoenix. Set or, them up for all out. Or have fucking Pac cost them somehow. Because he's the one trying to keep them as the death triangle and... He does something to accidentally cost them, and then... That leads me more towards Andrade getting to They're just like, what the hell? And as they're leaving Andrade, or not even Andrade, Chavo. he don't even have to show his face. Chavo walks out and be like, see, that wouldn't have happened. You just gotta come with us, come with us, be with Andrade. You know, do one of them kind of things. Uh, I'm so glad Chavo and Vicky are both back. As much yeah. as I can't stand Vicky, I love her. Man... <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of Vicky Guerrero. I'm not afraid to say it. I love Vicky. Excuse love me. <laughs> what? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a fan of Vicky Guerrero. I mean, going back from her not knowing a goddamn thing about wrestling when she first really got into it, to just you know going with everything, doing. Braid and the shit they wanted her to do and all that stuff. Man, it was awesome. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then main event on the show was uh, Moxley and Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia. Uh, that kid's got a future. He's going to be really good. He's good and... They had to. They put over multiple times on the show that, uh, you know, he was coming back off of really, breaking both his legs two years ago in a car accident. Oh, so not many people can come back to a sport like wrestling after something like that. So yeah, he's gonna be a big star. That was really that was really it for Rampage. Well, so. My best friend's little brother, he um, has wanted to get back into watching wrestling again because he used to love it. And then he stopped watching it for so long. And he's like, well, I don't know what I need to watch. And I told him, I'm like, AEW. Yeah, if you haven't watched wrestling in a while, and, don't try to watch WWE. Oh, no, you'll get confused. Shit won't make because sense. Because he was asking me, well, who all's in there? Who all's in there? And I, I said one name because I know it's his all-time favorite. And I'm like, Sting's back. There you go. <laughs> and their match Wednesday was great. Oh, yeah. He he, he does. See, he, I don't remember why, but I didn't see last Wednesday. Oh, thank God. I mean, poor Darby Allen got you thrown into a damn wall, but... <laughs> yeah, I didn't see last Wednesday. I watched Russell uh, Talk on Thursday and got the review and everything, and they talked about how good it was. And then what culture Simon doing the ups and downs? He, you know... Up basically said the whole show was great, so I know I had no doubts it was a good show. But yeah. my thing is with AEW giving these people the leeway to work the matches they want. Yeah, you can tell. Warning. Oh, okay. I know I fucking ain't hearing shit. <laughs> but no, they're. They're doing that. They're letting them work their style. They're not saying, you have to do a match like this, like what we want you to do. We'll, we'll teach you how to wrestle even though you've been wrestling for 15 years. You know, yeah. They're not doing that kind of shit. Yeah, and Tony even said himself, 
you can't wrestling is an art. You can't teach people by telling them to paint by numbers the same way. I think that's the most brilliant way you can explain wrestling. Everybody's art is different. Exactly. It's that I mean, simple. If I'm training somebody to wrestle, I'm going to say, this is how I do something. Right. And I'll go out there and I'll show them exactly how I do whatever it is I'm showing them. I've even told, hell, when I was training Eli and JD and uh, fuck nuts, who have, God damn, who wasn't? CJ. When I was working with them three, I'm like, look, y'all ain't going to do things the same way. I said, you're going to do something that looks good, and you're going to try to do the same thing the same way he does. It's going to look like shit. But you're going to change it just a little bit to make it yours, and it's going to look okay. And, I mean, that's what wrestling is. Look at, you want to go the art, you know, you're talking about art. Look at the fucking Sistine Chapel that Michelangelo painted. Mm -hmm. And then look at the painting of Whistler's Mother. Two totally different styles, but it's both art and it's both priceless. Mm -hmm. I, music, listen to Britney Spears, listen to, who's that shit that Joey played for us the other night? Oh, fucking... Uh, Lorna... Lorna Lorna Effect. The Lorna Effect. It wasn't Lorna Effect. Lorna Shore. Lorna Shore. Totally different. Britney Spears' art. Lorna Shore... It, someone else's art. It's, uh, yes. <laughs> it's someone else's art. It's very acquired taste. Scared the shit out of me. I thought that I'd doesn't get... take much. I'll fuck off. So, off, what's next? (laughs) (laughs) No, but, uh, yeah, AEW was, it was an hour-long show, and we got 30 minutes of talking about it. So, I mean, hell, I think we done pretty good on the AEW topic. I find it funny that they can put a hell of a show in an hour, and Raw can't make it 20 minutes in without people falling asleep. I can attest to do that all the time. Shut yeah, up, shut up. At everything. All I'm going to say is, I don't think, even with the past few weeks of us, quote, watching Raw, I don't think I've watched more than five minutes at a time. Nine times I've seen a song for background noise. Yeah. Just so we can hear. And if something sounds interesting, we'll look up for two or three seconds and be like, oh, okay, that happened? Cool. Cool. <laughs> So let's go to SummerSlam. Well, we will go to SummerSlam, but before we do that, we'll go ahead and stop right here. We'll make this our first cut of the day so we can just be like, whoo, and breathe for a second. So uh, I would say we'll be right back, but there ain't no commercial. It's just going to be a little like sound effect. So hold up a minute. Okay, here we were getting done talking about AEW, and you're going to pull up the All Out poster, so we're going to have to talk about them some more at the start of this. God damn it. I mean, Will, we, we have a format on this show for a reason. No, the fuck we don't. <laughs> we follow it strictly by the book. <laughs> Bitch, who are you lying to? <laughs> the people in TV land. TV oh, land is a podcast. The poster was funny. <laughs> was it All Out 
But set all, all of the seven out of WWE. WWE. Oh hell! I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like nine of the people on the posters WWE. <laughs> okay, so we'll go in order. We talked about AEW now. SummerSlam. Uh, highlights? Anything good about SummerSlam you can think of? My highlight: Becky Lynch is back, but I'm not happy with how she back. I'm glad Becky's back. Uh, well, I'm glad that Cena. makes two of y'all. I'm glad Cena didn't win the title. Becky's hot. I'm not gonna make a comment. Uh, I told you the other night. That's makeup. She no, like I've a, seen her without makeup. She like she's a walking hot. Instagram filter. I've seen her without makeup. She's I have too. No, she's not. Yes, she is. I don't agree. He doesn't agree. He's allowed to have his opinion. Okay. No, he's not. Not when it's wrong. I really It's not wrong. Yeah, nothing on the card really stands out to me as far as a great match. Oh, well, we had child abuse. We did have child abuse. That was fucking great. Yeah, besides Pat McAfee saying you can't do th- you can't say that on the cock, uh, that would probably be the biggest highlight. I mean, you go through new Raw Tag Team Champions. You knew that was going to happen. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, Drew beat Gender. You knew that was going to happen. Uh, Lashley retained. You knew that was happening. Lashley retained. Well. I mean, that could win either way, but. No, I can see Lashley retains, and then they're going to bring Goldberg back to do the match in Saudi Arabia, and Goldberg will beat Lashley in Saudi Arabia. He's supposed to be going against Cena in Saudi Arabia, I thought. Who is? Goldberg. I, hell, I don't know. He ain't even supposed to. He's on a two-match-per-year contract, and he's already had his two, so he don't have to wrestle again until next year if he don't want to. Do not wrestle again until next year, please. And then when you wrestle next year, do the the Rumble match and then be part of a five-on-five Survivor Series match. Or just give yourself a concussion again. I mean, how can you tell? I mean, seriously, how could you tell if that had a concussion? <laughs> the same way he was really not selling that leg injury very well. <laughs> oh. Okay. So I was talking about the three guys I was trained earlier, or that I was training together. Eli, believe it or not, finished his training. Uh, JD didn't quote finish, but he was close enough to being done that him starting was okay. CJ wasn't nowhere fucking close to being done, (laughs) but he thought he knew everything already. So he decided he was going to go and start trying to get bookings for himself. Goldberg remind me of CJ. (laughs) Don't know what the fuck he's doing but he thinks he's all great Uh, 
At least out of those three, JD is actually good. Well, yeah. I mean, he was about a month behind the other two, at least, and picked it up and progressed further than them, faster than they did. I mean, within the first month of training him, he was further along than the other two were. It's not surprising given one of them, anyway. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to Goldberg. How the motherfucker fell on his head trying to do all kinds of fucking stupid shit. Just, I don't know if that was when he went for a, a spear or what happened. I just know Bobby and him was doing a spot and then Goldberg like laying on them fucking rocker. It was, God, it was just a sloppy match. I've not seen a good Goldberg match. No, because they're all... In WCW, they lasted less than two minutes. And then when Regal tried to throw his ass and made him wrestle, he fucking got exposed. Well, the thing is, he was exposed before that because all his matches were the same. Okay, let's move on from lame-ass. Sure. So... Okay, we'll, we'll move to the Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie shit. Because that's exactly what it was. I still shit. don't know what happened. Nothing. Nothing. They make the whole big deal about Lily being this supernatural thing that can wink at you when she's sitting on the on the turnbuckle. But once Eva Marie grabs her, not a goddamn thing happens. Like, you would think that would have been the point where they would have done something supernatural to Eva, but no, she's like That's when off. they would have done the whole... That's when they could have done the old school Undertaker lightning strike or something where, you know, yeah. something happens close. You're like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? But no. She. So, my she, question are they doing like a Alexa's brainwashing dewdrop deal or Lily's brainwashing dewdrop or. I. From what? I still fucking hate that name. Shut the hell up. Would you like to try it? Hell no, we don't want to try deal or no deal. Sure. No, we don't want to try deal or no deal. Good Lord. From now on, we just refer to her as Bliss. Bliss. <laughs> or Bitch Wyatt. Bitch Wyatt, I like that. But no, uh, <laughs> apparently Raw last night, Dewdrop said, oh, I was just using you to make it to the main roster. Okay, can she please go back to Piper Niven? Because uh, I, I can't. Like her. I can't with Dewdrop. Right, that's stupid as shit. But it's, it was an even Marie thing, so of course it's going to be stupid as shit. They should have never brought that bitch back. Agreed. A thousand times agreed. Especially when they were supposed to bring her back as this monster baby face. And now they're she, doing the heel thing. I don't. She can. She. She'll never be able to be a baby face in any company. No, she's, everybody hates her. Everybody, she fucking sucks. And everybody hates her. Yes. Uh, Raw Women's Title Match. Charlotte won. You knew that fucking bullshit was gonna happen. Yeah, you're excited, but you're about the only person. I don't yeah. care. Uh, Moving on. We talked about this on the Women's Wrestling Podcast. Yes, she can wrestle, but it's the same shit that happened with Roman why everybody got sick and tired of him. It's a shove down the throat. 
You don't push one person and let everybody else on the entire roster just be bullshit. Literally the only people on the Raw side that could are good champions would be Rhea, Charlotte, Alexa. Yeah, and they've got a they've got Bliss doing the stupid shit. They got Bliss doing the stupid shit. They've got Rhea now doing stupid shit because Vince apparently doesn't have faith in Rhea for some reason. Because anytime she goes against Charlotte, Charlotte wins. And they won't push Rhea. I'm about to unplug that little Amazon gimmick back there so it'll shut the fuck up. My th- the, the whole thing is if Vince calls them up from NXT, he has no idea how to use them because he doesn't listen to what has been going on. No, he doesn't watch the thing. He takes them Hello, Karrion Cross. He strips everything away from him. Karrion Cross is a gimp now. Yeah. I would have asked for my release right then and there. If I, somebody put that on me, I'd be like, I want my release. No, you would. Well, I Not wouldn't. for that paycheck. Oh, if it was... No, no I wouldn't. If I was <laughs> Good God. No, the... The whole thing about the women's roster in WWE. For years, all they wanted to push was the horsewomen versus the horsewomen. So that's the only people that they tried to give anything to. And everybody else on the roster from Natalia to fucking Naomi to fucking Nikki Cross, Bliss, all of those... just got shit on and pushed down because they're like, oh, we're going to build this for this WrestleMania. Or we're going to build this for that WrestleMania. My whole thing, I thought Stephanie was in charge of the women's division. Vince has final say over everything. So it doesn't matter if Stephanie's like, hey, we're going to try this. Vince will turn around and be like, nah. She might like try to help out. But as far as I know, her official titles, I think she's like a vice president of like, I think she's like, you know, the HR, public relations, and finance, and global shit like that. That's all she does. But that's my argument, is WWE has some of the baddest women in, on their roster, but they don't use them. No, because all they're worried about is Charlotte, and now Becky. I mean, I'm, That's all it's going to be. Okay, honestly, because I like it, but... Okay, I... But, but like, you get sick of the same people over and over again like that. I mean, case in point, I mean, granted, yes, I'm going to use their male division because their women's division ain't building up right now. But AEW, they don't pit the same people on TV every single week. And NXT did it for it's, a while. It's, they, it's they, not they, even about... It's not even about that, just doing the same matches on repeat every week. Yeah. Because, I mean, hell, they do that all down the card. It doesn't matter if it's men's, women's, or anything. They get one match that works, and it'll be the same match for a month straight leading into a pay-per-view for the same match. Ever since the Network and Peacock happened, the quality of pay-per-views has went down. Yeah, because they got all that damn money. Well, it's not even that. They don't have to... They don't have to put on a consistently good show to try to get people to buy the pay-per-view because they've already got the Network... So they're like, well, we've already got the money, so let's just give them the same shit. I mean, back, even going back to the Attitude Era, you didn't have 
Austin against The Rock wrestling the same match for a month and a half straight leading to a pay-per-view. No. You had Rock gets Austin banned from the building. Austin drives a beer truck into the building, beats everybody up, sprays them down with beer. You had shit like that. You didn't have... Let's have this person wrestle that person because they're going to be wrestling to the pay-per-view. And they need to practice their matches leading up to the pay-per-view. And that's what house shows are for. They've got house shows. I was about to say, you can do that shit on the house shows because nobody sees them but the people that are there. That's what they used to do. The whole fucking... On the lead-up to WrestleMania... Six? That was Hogan Warrior, right? Six? Yes. Okay. All the house shows leading up on that loop was the house show where it was Hogan and Warrior in a tag match. They wound up doing the whole angle on Superstars a little bit before WrestleMania where they're clearing the ring, Hogan taps Warrior on the shoulder, and Warrior turns around and clotheslines him. That's the same angle they ran at every single house show. I know this because I was at that house show when it was here in Chattanooga. I was at that house show. I saw that happen. And all I knew was Hulk Hogan got beat up by the Ultimate Warrior, and I did not like that shit. <laughs> and then, you know, they go on, and then on Superstars, I see it's the exact same tag match. And I'm just like, and then the exact same ending. I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, they taped that here. No, the fuck they didn't. They just did the same goddamn shit over again. <laughs> but I mean, you could do shit like that back in the day because everything wasn't posted. If something happens now on a house show... You see it. You see it. I mean, it's it's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. Oh my God, Hulk Hogan just came back to this house show. I mean, it's... What you trying to show us, Bill? So it's not... On the topic where, but because me, you talked about it earlier, and I think because you would have an aneurysm if it happened. <laughs> oh, God. Um. <laughs> okay, I swear to God, if that shit happens, Marvel is not getting another penny of my goddamn money, and I'm canceling Disney Plus. Okay, where'd you show him? <laughs> that is not Willem Dafoe in that picture. Exactly. That'd be like advertising for the fiend to return, and then it's Alexa Bliss in a mask. We're just kidding, Vince. Don't, don't. He don't fucking do it. He don't fucking do it. Yeah, because Vince gives a shit what we say. <laughs> It'd be Bo Dallas. <laughs> now he got rid of him too. They'd re-sign him just to do that shit. And then re-release him. We never said it's the fiend. You didn't look close enough. It says the friend. <laughs> That's good shit. All right. Anything else worthy of SummerSlam? Roman Cena, Roman wins. Uh, well, okay. How about the other stupid shit they did? It's a long list. Rick Boogs in the ring starts playing Nakamura's music. Nakamura walks down, walks around, dances with Pat McAfee, and then they cut away to leave and they come back to a whole new angle. 
Nakamura didn't have a match. They literally just played his music to let him walk to the ring, pose with uh, McAfee, and leave. What the fuck? Yeah, what the hell was that? I, was like, I thought so, we were going to have a match. So, are they doing the, the dashing Cody thing with Sheamus now? The, <laughs> they're not doing the dashing Cody thing. They're just doing the whole... My face... I think they're doing the scared to have that thing off type angle. Because when it came off the first time in the match against... Was it Priesty was working the first time it came off? I don't know. There ain't no fucking telling. But the first time it came off, that's why he was freak. Yeah, it was Priest because he kicked him in the face. Like, he broke my freaking nose again. He re-broke my nose. So it's one of those type things. If it's off, he's going to start, like, flipping out. Couldn't happen to a better person. Uh, I like Shamus. I like to watch him get his face kicked in. He's solid. He's a solid worker. Very solid worker. Probably stiff as fuck. Why is it the loudest thing he says on any podcast? The one cuss word. Look at that spike in. <laughs> it's like, he talks like this the whole time. And then he's like, yeah, and I've been wrestling with stiff as fuck. Yours is louder than mine. <laughs> well, that's because I'm right up on the microphone, too. You're goddamn a mile and a half away, and it's that fucking. He's short. He can't help it. I, mm-hmm. no. Moving on. No. I. The Edge-Rollins match... It was a good match. It was good. Uh, They fucked up Edge's entrance, though. He starts coming out to the brood music. (laughs) What? What? I knew you would hate it. Hate what? (laughs) The way that it is entrance. Oh, it was bad. He comes up with the brood. I'm like, this is great. This is awesome. The brood is the best ring music WWE has ever made. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's fucking awesome. Ever. Fight me. Fuck you. Fight me. That is the best mu- the best fucking music they've ever made. So he comes out. He's walking out to that. And then he stops walking. And they start playing his happy baby face music. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Well, I mean, he is the happy baby face. Cause... I don't care. He should have stayed the... Dark, twisted, demented, some bitch till he beat Rollins. Then they could, they could have played his happy baby face music on the way out. Because Rollins is the you know happy heel. <laughs> okay, so you want to talk about how they shit on Bianca too, or you want to just say Becky came back? I mean, I'm not happy with the whole shitting on Bianca thing. Yeah, like they could have had a great because match. Becky and Bianca would have been great because they've not faced each other. Or have they faced each other? No, they've not faced no, each other. No, they've not. And they, their first match against each other was literally a punch and a finisher, and, and a that's it. Slam. A finisher that she doesn't even use as her finisher is a fucking choke slam. Oh, I thought it was a rock bottom. Choke it was slam, a rock like, bottom. Choke slam, rock bottom, manhandle slam is what. It was a rock bottom. That was sexy, honey. <laughs> but yeah, they completely shit on Bianca for a basically what was a one move match. I mean, could be fair, they shit on Carmella too. <laughs> Carmella. 
<laughs> he got mad when I said her name that way. It's very pretty. And she can work too. Carmel is. She has definitely improved. Yes, she has. She's gotten better, a lot better. I don't know. Carmelo was nice to my daughter when she met her, so uh, I like Carmelo. <laughs> hey, cool. bitch, help. <laughs> oh, she might have oh, shoved that bottle up your ass. You. Don't forget the butter. <laughs> <laughs> Josh for the next 30 seconds what at least. Problem? So. <laughs> We've lost Josh for the next 30 seconds, so get all your Carmella takes out now. <laughs> Damn. How was that spike? <laughs> that was Okay. That made my head hurt. How do you think I felt? That shit hurt me. We don't care about you. How do you think I felt? I live with the motherfucker. <laughs> he lives for those damn moments. Kiss my no, ass. I don't. You do. When you laugh like a freaking chick getting raped in the ass. What the fuck? <laughs> kind of shit. How the fuck are you gonna pair my laugh to something like that? That's like really. I don't know. Yeah, okay, speaking of Becky. Speaking of Becky Lynch. <laughs> yep, I said it. Becky Lynch is like dry anal sex. Not enjoyable for just about anybody. Only to Bianca. I mean, the way they did it. Okay, first, knowing that... Knowing Sasha Banks wasn't going to be there. And still advertising her. Yep. Yep, they had at least a week's notice knowing that she wasn't going to be at the paper. No, they had, a, they had two weeks notice. So what is her deal? I, I don't know. I've not heard a report. First thing I thought was COVID. I've not heard a report. Well, no, because she not, was there. She was there at the SmackDown before. Yeah. Because then they do like a they didn't do a face to face, but she was there in case they needed her for something. No, they did a contract signing or something. That was the week. That, that was wasn't like two the, weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. Because Zelina and Carmella and Can all of them, yeah. witnesses. And then the next week, Bianca had to face Carmella and Zelina to get it Sasha for SummerSlam. Okay, my opinion, if they were wanting to bring Becky back and have her be dominant over somebody like that, not let it be fucking Bianca. They should have made it a fatal four-way... Bianca, Carmella, Zelina, Becky. and Becky. Well, but Vince is also trying to force Becky into being a heel. And it's not going to work because Becky's just over. She well, is, it might now because there's a lot of people, was, it was negative, somewhat negative. So who knows? Uh, if I according hear one more to, person say that it was a racist thing, I'm going to punch him. Oh, goddamn. I'm, I wouldn't put it past Vince. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. How many black WWE champions have there been? No, not even that. 
What happened to Kofi? Squashed by the white man. What happened to Bianca? What just happened to Bianca? Squished by White the Man. You can't even argue because that's what happened. Naomi? Did she lose to Charlotte? Or was I mean, goddamn everybody's lost to Charlotte. Because it was what? She won in her hometown. She won, she won in Orlando. It was either Mania. Alexa or Charlotte that she lost. It was Alexa. I mean, it's just... I don't know. Vince... Vince's mindset, I don't even want to get started on. I don't... I can't, I can't get in his head. It's like Joe Biden's mindset. It's there for a split second, then he loses it. Uh, oh, Lord. I don't... I don't understand half the shit they want to do. I quit trying. Uh, okay, so let's go main event, which was actually a hell, a hellaciously good match in my opinion. I think it was really good too. It was. I mean, it wasn't. Was it a five star classic? No. I mean, no. Roman was involved. But I mean, it was. It was passable. It was acceptable. It was exactly what you knew it was going to be. It was going to be. And I'm not going to fucking lie. I was falling asleep. He was. We both was, actually, I think. But, I mean, to be fair, SummerSlam, the whole fucking show was boring as shit anyway. That's my thing. And like, I only watched clips, and I, I actually got to watch the main event because I got... Well, I was at work watching it, or whatever. Well, I mean, it's... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, they gave us a Roku TV in the in the break room, so I got Peacock and everything. Oh hell! <laughs> Damn. But no, I mean seriously, you go through and you want to try to figure. You know, you look at the card and you know you can look at all the matches. You know, okay, they're gonna win. They're gonna win. This is gonna happen. Blah blah blah. This this this. Uh. They could have cut the entire Ms. Morrison, Xavier Woods segment out. Because that didn't lead to anything. They could have cut the whole Nakamura thing out, because why bring Nakamura out just to walk around? Yep. Uh, The Gender McIntyre match, that was... Pointless. Two and a half minutes. It was short, pointless. You could have cut that whole thing out and just done it on Raw and it been the same fucking thing. Yeah, they could have cut out all the shit segments and given Becky and Bianca time to work. Yep. And then it wouldn't have been a, that shit of a return. I mean, if they would... I think reception would have been different if she would have came back. They would have had a match. And then... You know, not put the belt on her her first night back. If fucking Carmella gets pissed off, gets in the ring and jumps her. You know, I mean, you want to jump me and take my spot? I'll fuck you over where you can't win. The story tells itself, guys. It's not fucking hard. It doesn't to Vince. I mean, it's not rocket surgery. So then, the other return of the night, Lesnar coming out, 
Paul Heyman about shitting himself in the middle of the ring. <laughs> okay. I almost missed it. Yeah, he did. As soon as the match was over, I got up. I took the werewolves out because it was, you know, bathroom time so I could get in the bed. And I walk in from taking the werewolves out and I see some big guy with a ponytail posing in the <laughs> ring. I'm like, fuck's that? And he, he, he comes in and he's like, is that, are you fucking serious? Is that Lesnar? I'm like, yeah, it's fucking Lesnar. I was like, God damn it, wait a minute. Lesnar's a baby face? That's interesting. Yeah, that's going to be real interesting. Yeah, because he was high-fiving the crowd and everything after the show went off the air and all that. After yeah, that, see? After he beat the hell out of Cena. Okay, this is a podcast, so no, you can't see. My daughter just walked in to get her some ice in her cup to go to bed, and she heard me say Brock Lesnar's a baby face, and she looked at me like, Daddy, are you fucking stupid? Brock Lesnar is not a baby face. And I gave her that look like, I know, kid. Trust me, I fucking know. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Hey, is that your drink? Yeah. You are you gonna, have it. I was about to say, if you're not going to drink it, I will drink it. That is how you steal a drink from your child. But no, Lesnar coming back. I I didn't see it happening this soon. Uh, if he was going to come back, I would have expected it to be later. And not because of any one reason or another, but just because they pretty much had Roman's feuds leading up to all the different everything set. So, I mean, why are you going to rush Lesnar? I mean, it was like a... It seems like, okay, Vince is like, those goddamn Florida guys brought Punk in, so we're going to have to counter with Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but even two major returns like that didn't counter Punk. No, not at all. No, not even close. Look at the views on YouTube. Six and counting million. I was about to say six. That's all shit. We have more than six listens sometimes. <laughs> We're on our way up, boys. But no, I mean, was it a knee-jerk reaction? Was it like, guys, we're fucked. We need to pull out all the stops. Give Lesnar whatever he wants to come back. Or was it, do you think it was, quote, planned? Do I think it was planned? Hell no. No. So you think it's straight up, okay, they brought him back, we got to do something to <coughs> that. Because the last word was that they haven't talked to Brock and haven't come to anything. And they had no plans for him at the moment. And Becky wasn't scheduled till October. Yeah, that's what I don't understand is why you rush, why you rush Becky that quick. If you have actual plans and you're wanting to bring her back in October to lead into some type of a Survivor Series... Or even Royal Rumble plans. Why well, you're gonna push her up? Not have anything for her, trying to fucking fiddle fart around and try to scrounge together a storyline and fuck all your other future plans up. Well, her first, her feud, she's gonna feud with Bianca now, obviously. Uh, see, I would have waited on that though. Yeah. My opinion, fantasy booking. I know armchair quarterback booking, whatever the fuck you want to call it. 
they let Bianca run a fucking god damn fuck the Yankees let Bianca uh you know say Sasha can't work so Bianca lays down an open challenge you know whoever wants to come out and you bring out hell I was about to say who's a low girl on the totem pole but Zelina, Zelina. Um, bring out Zelina. Let her beat Zelina quick. You know, not a not a total squash. Just Zelina go to do something, trying to cheat quick on in the match, and it's some kind of a quick catch her with something. Boom, one, two, three, and she's like, "Okay, bring me somebody else." Right, or even lay down. Have her run the gauntlet. Yeah, right. like fuck this. I don't have anybody. Let's. I'll do a gauntlet. Come on. Just bring it. You have Zelina. You have Carmella. Who the fuck? Liv. Say Liv's in it. Well, see, do you remember when I was the Heritage Champion at UEW? Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. I did the open challenge. Okay. The night uh, Castro was there. We kind of got fucked on the deal, and we I had to wrestle Castro in like a pre-show match when yeah. nobody was even there. Yeah. Okay. So we did that match, and uh, we were getting later on in the show, and the match with Castro was supposed to have gone on main event. Ben was like, we got to do something. Uh, you go out there doing open challenge. I'm like, yeah. He said, how many guys do you want to work? Because the whole plan on this was I was going to go through two or three and I was going to lose the last one to drop the belt to call, you know. I, I don't remember if the plan was to move me up to try to go for the heavyweight title after that or what the what the plan was. It was just I was going to go ahead and drop it to kind of hot shot the card since we kind of got fucked on the deal with Castro. You could have done the same thing with Bianca. Uh, first person out in my gauntlet was Cameron. Cameron Cox. Mm -hmm. Go out there. We didn't work long. It was like 30, 45 seconds. You know, just a quick, he goes for something. I move out of the way, just happen to catch him, hit a quick finish. And somebody else comes out and we go for four or five minutes. And then somebody else comes out, and they kind of beat me down pretty good. So when the last one comes out, uh, the last person to come out is the fucking heel bad, you know, oh, I'm a jackass heel, and I'm going to take advantage of the hurt babyface champion, and that's when they win. You run that, let her lose that, and then Bianca tries until uh, Survivor Series to get the belt back. She's got to go through everybody to work back up, and she gets a belt back at Survivor Series. That's when Becky comes back. And then they build. They build Becky, and they don't go straight to Becky Bianca at Rumble. They go, Becky enters the Rumble. Becky wins, challenges Bianca for WrestleMania next year. See, me... I would have said Becky's come back for the Rumble. Because it would have been a fucking massive pop. 
and then have her win it. Yeah. I agree for... I would have agreed for her to win the Rumble, yes. Coming back at the Rumble, I don't think so just because of, you know, needing to build other stuff. I would have her there to try to try to pop a rating. Good night, child. Love you. Oh, I have a question, okay? Do y'all have a moment to talk Good about night. our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Go to bed. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Get out, go to bed. <laughs> okay, now that Emily's done talking about her imaginary friends, we will move on and keep talking about wrestling. They're not all imaginary. Get out. Good night, sweetheart. <laughs> Okay, but no, uh, I would would have had Becky be a surprise, like I said, at the end of the title match after Bianca won it back at Survivor Series. And then, you know, go along, like I said, build her up, let her enter the Rumble, let her win the Rumble, and then you can start her heel turn there where she's full heel by Mania. Because you could have had her cheat to win the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pull out Austin, gets her on the top rope, press, don't see it, she slides back in. The only thing, who could have been. Who's a big enough baby face that she could do that to that would be like a fuck you, I'm heel and gonna beat you? I mean, is it established babyface like Rhea Ripley? Naomi. Have Naomi get all these eliminations. Is it Naomi or is it somebody... Coming up. On the way up that the crowd's getting behind, like Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. It would be a good angle for Liv. Yeah. Because in the process of Becky cheating her in the Rumble, it'll have put a little program between them two. Yeah, and save that, and you know after Becky wins, at and Mania, then when Becky wins at Mania, Liv comes up. and she's like, "Hey, Fuck that should have been my shot. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been my shot. You took it from me. I'm going to take the belt from you, and then there's, there's, let Liv step up to the main event. See if she can hang. I think she can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Liv." Way hotter than Becky Lynch. I think Liv definitely is fucking. Gorgeous. I mean, Liv's gorgeous, but way hotter than Becky. There's something about that accent. I mean, yeah, everybody likes an accent. Not all of them. No, not all of them. No. I feel sorry for whoever Walter has sex with. So let's move to takeover, shall we? <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> okay. What does Walter like to smack that ass? <laughs> oh God! Exactly. No, Walter likes to tear that ass up. <laughs> I mean, oh. 
damn, I cannot get that visual out of my head. Some hooker in the red light district. <laughs> some hooker in the red light district out there in Amsterdam got a like Ilya Dragunov chest going on her ass. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay, but yeah, takeover. <laughs> because there's really nothing else to say about the Survivor Series, I don't think. Or SummerSlam, whatever the fuck it was. They all run together. They need to have a custody of Paul Heyman ladder match. Come on, bro. Hold on. <laughs> that just made me think of something. A custody of somebody ladder match. Mysterios and Usos wrestled too. <laughs> And Ray and Eddie's son Dominic did good. They <laughs> lost. <but> they <laughs> well, fucking Eddie's son wasn't smart. Does Dominic turn heel on Ray? Yes. Yes, because I think they're about to work a program. And he's wanting that. And, and I think he's gonna be, put, it's probably going to be the fucking most badass shit we've ever watched. And I think <laughs> Ray's going to put his mask on the line and he's going to give it to Dominic. That's Hattie. what I was just about to say. That's... That's what's gonna. That's how it needs to happen. If Dominic is gonna be the feud, Dominic wins. He gets to take over the mask. And for the first time since WCW, because that fucking happened, we'll see where he got masked. We've seen him in WWE masked. No. He took the only time we he it never showed him on camera. He took it off during Eddie's tribute show, but like you always just saw the top of his head. I could have swore there was some, some kind of interview for WWE and he was unmasked that I watched. It might have been clips from WCW. Because I want to say he was talking about, an I want to say he was talking about Eddie. Yeah, that's probably what it was because he took his mask off in the interview with Eddie. And you just, I just, you just see his top of his head. It might have been clips from WCW because when Bischoff was there, instead of being like, we can market these masks towards the kids, it was like, I don't want these fucking masks. Have them all lose. So, yeah, all of them took their mask off. Hooventude, Psychosis, Ray. I think y'all might have $1,000 to take it off. It would have been more than that. Okay, take over. Take over. Kidman took his mask off there at one point. Kidman didn't have a mask. Because he took it off. <laughs> <laughs> You really are kind of dumb, aren't you? I mean, if you want to get down to it, Buff Bagwell took his mask off. He did have a mask. He was the handsome stranger, had like a fucking Lone Ranger mask on. Buff Bagwell's took way too much off, in my opinion. Baby Dick on Showtime. <laughs> I stole that from Conrad Thompson. <laughs> Oh, Cowboys for Angels. <laughs> okay, Takeover. Josh, why do you keep talking about Bagwell's dick? We're talking, trying to talk We're about Takeover. Talking about takeover. I mean, my God. Uh, takeover, or as I like to call it, the last good NXT show ever. Uh, I mean, I thought it was good. Yeah. It wasn't up to part of most of it. Mm. Other takeovers, but it was good. It was solid. I mean, the only reason, though, was... 
Okay, one, there was no tag title match. And you know how I like my tag team wrestling. Yes. Uh, especially with some of the people they have in the tag division there. Who is the tag team champion? MSK. That's right. I fucking love them. Uh, MSK, and then, uh, I don't know, maybe done MSK against... Imperium? Or Hit Row? Yeah, do, but Hit Row and Phantasma have their thing going on. They actually had a six-man tonight going on with them. Them too, but no. I mean, I would say the I would have said Grizzled Young Vets, but they've already done that. They they've made them lose too much. They've done the Imperium thing already. Yeah, I mean, maybe if Imperium would have won them at Takeover, that would have been something that could have happened. Especially with, like, we'll talk about in a little while, Walter losing to. Dragon off. Uh, but yeah, there was no tag match. The main event wasn't up to par with a lot of main events because of Cross's limitations that he has. Cross is good, but he's not... Takeover worthy. He's not up to par with some of the other people that have been NXT champion in the takeover main event spots. Yeah. Uh... A Joe Champa match would have been... Oh, well, we still could possibly see that, too. Well, I mean, that would have been a good... If Champa had been champion. Or, it's a fucking hard-hitting goddamn match. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, and I mean... I was about to say Joe and uh, Balor, because Balor was the last person that worked... Joe? No, no, Balor was the last person to work cross before that. And, hell, that's good. We've seen it before, but, hell, it's good shit. Uh, I mean, so many other people that could have been champion. They could have let... They could have let Gargano beat Cross at the last... Yeah. Takeover. Gargano and Joe. Joe. Fucking incredible. Uh... The fact that he used the muscle buster, muscle buster to win the match. That was shocking. You know, that I liked. Uh, I don't know if you were in there when this happened or not, but Regal went and talked to Joe before the match. Okay, by that look, you weren't in there. No. Regal goes to talk to Joe, and he's like, as the uh, NXT commissioner, I'm supposed to be impartial, but as a man, I want you to go out there and kick his ass. And I'm just like, Regal told me to kick anybody's ass. I'd go fucking fuck them up. <laughs> right? I don't care who it is. Regal be like, hey, go kick Superman's ass. I'd be like, fuck that cape-wearing pussy. <laughs> <laughs> just because... The fuck? <laughs> where, did my, where did my child come from? He came from that way, walked in here, threw something away, and walked back through. I'm with him. I didn't notice him. <laughs> yeah, he walked back through because I said Superman, and he looks at me like, <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, 
Yeah, if Rigo tells me to go beat anybody's ass, I'm going to be like, yes, sir. I mean, I might need them brass knucks you keep hid, you know, in your, in your underwear, but... <laughs> Or if it's Superman giving them kryptonite knuckles. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everybody know about Karrion Cross's new, I think I'm part of demolition shit he's wearing. Will just showed me a picture of some guy in an all red gimmick like Karrion Cross with a Burt Reynolds porn star 70s mustache and a long long ponytail that's about as skinny and short as Josh over here holding the gun that said I'm gonna tell my kids this was Karrion Cross you know me telling you about it don't do it justice that picture was funny as fuck <laughs> oh my god but, uh, okay, let's get back to TakeOver, because opening match, you had Grimes and L.A. Knight. Million dollar title. Million dollar match, man. Cameron Grimes is fucking amazing. Oh, he is one hell of a worker. He is one hell of all around. He's a hell of a promo, hell of a worker. But, hell, there was a pre-show match. We didn't talk about the pre-show match for SummerSlam either. It was Big E and somebody. Corbin. Yeah, Big E and Corbin. Big I'm sorry, e I love Corbin's new gimmick. Big E won and got his briefcase back from Corbin. So, you know, I guess that was on the line that he never lost. <coughs> no, because Corbin stole it. So he was... He has to beat him down long enough to take it. Yeah. Take it back. I mean, since when did the Money in the Bank briefcase become the 24-7 title? Yeah. Because Vince has worked in a really stupid angle, apparently. Because I don't... Have... So, you're... <laughs> The Corbin thing is funny, yes. But it's kind of getting annoying. I think that's the point. I mean, I don't know if... I don't get, like, the annoying baby face. Because he kind of is. Yeah, it's, that, that is a hard character for anybody to pull off. You're supposed to be a baby face... You're supposed to get the sympathy, but yet you're annoying about it, which is turning you into kind of like a tweener feel. So what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to be sympathetic? Or am so I supposed to hire Ass whipped. They should hire Emily. Because they did. Be sympathetic, but get on your nerves. Yeah. Because they did. Because she can make you feel sorry for you, but then turn around and make you want to kill her. I mean, shit, to make you feel sorry for her, all she got to do is say, hey, look, that's my dad. <laughs> God damn. I don't remember what the pre-show match was on TakeOver. Pre-show match was one of those... Uh, Trey Baxter uh, yeah. from the uh, breakout tournament against, I think, Ridge Holland? Yeah, and Ridge Holland won like five seconds. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even... What was the point, really? To have a match? What they've never done on a takeover before. <laughs> well, you know, it's, well, I mean, it's they, a new they, era for takeover. Technically, they still haven't done it on takeover because that was just total shit. Takeover will never be the same again, remember? 
Yes, yeah, nice. Grimes and Ellie Knight, great match. Grimes, of course, won new uh, Miller Dollar Championship. Don't know how long that title's going to stay around now. I do like that they brought that back. Though. I do too. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I like the. Uh... I like Ted DiBiase though. I've always liked DiBiase. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know he sees something in Cameron. I mean, uh, Ted hasn't came out of retirement. I mean, to mentor, manage, or be in an angle with anybody. Does he see something in Cameron, or is it just like, "Hey, this is what we want you to do"? And you're like, "Oh, okay." I mean, there can be plenty of other times where they said that, and I've not seen him come out until now. But yeah. Oh, God. What is it, William? He's got that look on his oh, face. No, no, I just was because they have a new Robin costume. They have a new Robin costume. We are doing a wrestling podcast. Why are you on your goddamn phone? See, look, this is why don't nobody listen. You don't even pay enough attention to be on the podcast. Why are people going to listen? Mm-hmm. I didn't even watch Takeover, yep. honestly, and I uh-huh. was listening. I just was uh-huh. scrolling, and it caught my yep. attention. Mm-hmm. Kiss my ass. I got you. No, you're not my type. Okay, now, now, let's settle it down. Let's move on. Get back on track. I can teach you some damn tricks. I don't know what the hell you talking about. <laughs> Sorry, my type's titties, no penis. <laughs> Have you had it? Have you tried it? Do you know for sure? <laughs> no, but I've not tried a lot of things, and I know I ain't gonna like it. <laughs> there are a lot of foods out there I'm like no I think I'm good what's that what's that shit people loping that Oysters Danish can. fish shit in the can you seen that shit oh where it smells like fucking ass yes forever it's like the worst smelling food on the goddamn planet people open it trying to eat it they're like <laughs> when they open the shit they can't even eat it yeah be like here wanna try some dick <laughs> <laughs> nope nope <laughs> Oh, fuck. God damn, mighty. So Cameron Grimes... <laughs> is a million-dollar champion. You're going to find out if he's got a million-dollar dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... DiBiase doing the million-dollar dream, that oh, was... That was awesome. That was awesome. The, the way they got into the whole thing, though, was... It was a slow setup that almost took away from it. Uh, Knight got the belt, got it in the ring. Uh, referee's distracted with Cameron for a second. Goes to put the belt out. Hands it right to DiBiase for DiBiase to throw it right back in the ring. Just, I mean, that was... They don't worry, I got this, I'll put this up. That was a definite botch. I don't think he meant. To, I don't think that was meant to happen, honestly. No, that's what I'm saying. That was a definite botch. He gave it to him for him to give it right back to her. Almost, I was like, "Here, throw this at me now." Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, Grimes won with the cave in. Cave in. I fucking love that move. That's a fucking great move. Yeah, from the first time I saw him do it, I'm like, man, that's fucking great. Quick, easy, you can fucking do it to anybody. Looks good every time he does it. Hell yeah. Uh, second match, Raquel and Dakota. Solid match, real solid. 
it was good. Uh, Raquel doing her finish off the second rope was fucking. Ugh. <laughs> It was believable because she tried throughout the whole match to try to get that maneuver on her just regularly, and, you know, she couldn't get it. And then, what a maneuver. <laughs> off the top, damn rope. Okay, there we go. Is the, in the business, they call that avalanche. <laughs> I thought your wife didn't say avalanche. You said top rope finisher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said she hit her finish off the top. Why didn't you say she did that avalanche? Okay, anyway. finish off the top could mean lots of many things. <laughs> I've seen a Judas effect from the top rope. Clever. It was highly Judas the effective. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, again, solid match. Dakota probably going up to the main roster soon. Well, that's her career. Right. She's going to be called Kai. She'll get thrown in a tag team with Rhea Ripley and they'll all just suck. No, they won't call her Kai. They'll call her like Dakai. D apostrophe K-A-I. Don't, God. They're going to fucking do that. God. I, I see it, especially with that hair. Goddamn. Why can't we have nice things? Or they'll put her on SmackDown, teaming her with Shotzi and Tegan. Tegan. Or no, Knox. Oh, yeah, Knox. Shotzi, Knox, and Dakai. <laughs> SND. That's what we're going to call them. SND. No, it's the new Riot Squad. <laughs> See, they're back together. You can't notice the difference. Got one Viking, got one with a bunch of hair colors, and got another with tattoos. With a hair color. Yeah. So in that... Who the fuck's the Viking? That would well, be Knox. <laughs> well, Ember... <laughs> it's got the hair. Ember's not with them. Oh, Ember's yeah. still in NXT. Oh, Shotzi got the hair. Yeah, Shotzi got the hair with the tattoos. The Shotzi's the tattoo. Dakai De- is the, the hair. hair. So <laughs> so Shotzi's Ruby. <laughs> Not just the normal-ish one, which was what fucking Sarah Loper was. The normal-ish one out of them two. Oh, no. It's a clusterfuck. Anyways. <laughs> the main roster sucks. Ember Moon! <laughs> does not suck. No. She's a great worker. I still think it's funny he thought Ember Moon was in that group when we didn't even say <laughs> we said the three people in the group he's like and Ember Moon was the one with- <laughs> well you know he dumb <laughs> but she was in that fucking group I fuck see him the damn mat I swear oh. sideways anyways <laughs> moving on uh, then you get Walter dragging off match of the night it was fucking great. Fucking stiff as fuck. Stiff as fuck. His dragging off chest looked like goddamn hamburger meat after it was over. Okay, so my whole thing, why do people volunteer to get slapped by that man? Like, I don't think it's really they volunteer. It's just they know it's going to happen. So they're just like, why even resist? Just take it. Just, look, just don't kill me and it'll be okay. Just don't cave in my damn chest. <laughs> 
God. Okay, I missed what happened to his eye. I don't know what happened. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that missed that. Yeah. Because all of a sudden... The gloves cut on immediately almost, it seemed like. Yeah, because I'm sitting there watching the match and... It don't seem like it's like 30 seconds in. They're pulling the gloves out, putting them on. I'm like, what happened? And they got like this big cut in the in his yeah. eyebrow, right? You know, I say right here, and like y'all yeah. can see. Like no one, no one <laughs> them two. It was probably a fucking stiff punch. Either that, or they go in from like just to grab onto something as a headbutt, involuntary headbutt. I mean, there ain't no telling. I just know. I'm like, motherfucker's eyes bleeding. See, see, you got Stop quit. it. Stop looking at shit. All right, share with the whole class. <laughs> we'll describe. No, nah, it, it's words. I saw that. God, it's words. Let's share with the whole class. <laughs> it's funny because it's every child we fucking know, <laughs> including us. Okay, goddamn. Before school care. Good morning. We are calling about an incident. Is my daughter okay? Yes, but she threatened another child, and that's against our policy. <sighs> what happened? Another child snatched the coloring book she was using, and your daughter made a fist with both hands and asked the other child if she wanted the graveyard or the hospital. <laughs> that's not a threat. That's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> she could have chosen the hospital. <laughs> oh. It was wrestling related. Yeah. There was violence involved. <laughs> yeah. It just reminds me of Joe Dirt and his microphone. <laughs> or the the Ted Allen story where he was drunk, mounted the dude, punched him, he's like, punches him with one hand. You're fucking with thunder. Here comes lightning. <laughs> okay. Which match were we talking about? Dragon off and Walter. Yes. Dragon off and Walter. That match was... It went for a while. Match. It went for a while. Uh, now, I didn't see a lot of NXT UK shit. I've not seen a lot of Walter. I've seen... I saw the match with Pete Dunne where he won the title. I saw the match against... Champa. Champa. And then, you know, this one here. Uh... Apparently, they told a really good story that I didn't know because, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of Walter matches. Yeah. Is it Walter or Walter? Both. We would call him Walter. Other people, where he's from, call him Walter. Okay, so I'm just going to call him Vub. Because <laughs> it's a Vub you, I guess. Vub you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, uh, Apparently, in every match he's had, uh, or not every match, but a lot of big matches, he's won them in different ways. Uh, whether it be the big chop, some kind of a big clothesline, the power bomb, you know, all that kind of shit. He hit Dragonoff with all that shit. Couldn't put him down. And couldn't put him away. And then Dragonoff, you know, catches him in that choke and makes him tap. And that's huge because, yeah, to Pam Walter, fine. But you literally made this motherfucker submit. I would not want to take a splash from that son of a bitch. He a big, solid son of a bitch. He has lost a lot of weight since he's been in WWE, though. He has. He's toned up. 
from the first time I saw him till now, he's toned up a lot. And then, uh, but yeah, told a good story. And then after the match was over, the fact that he laid there long enough to let Dragunov pose by putting his foot on his chest to hold the belt up. Yeah, it was a hell of a, hell of a visual. And then, uh, you know, we move on from that stiff, hard-hitting thing to another stiff, hard-hitting thing. Uh, the two out of three falls, O'Reilly and Cole. Adam Cole, baby. So, is Cole going to AEW now? Oh, yeah, he'll be there Wednesday. <laughs> Apparently, no, he won't. Well, I don't know how it works. Apparently, the extension that he signed ends was that day. Was only until TakeOver. Was it until TakeOver? No, it was... It was through takeovers, so. To finish up with Riley. Yeah, that was a great match. Well, I mean, it's going to be one of two things. He didn't show up on Raw last night. No. So he'll either show up on AEW tomorrow. Or SmackDown. Or SmackDown Friday. No, Cole, I think he would be happy. I would rather him go to AEW. Because they've been told him. They, yeah, they asked, people to get, they asked writers to get stuff ready for him, but they're not offering him a big push. They just gave him a bunch of money. And no one called. He's got his stream. And he even made a comment. He was doing his stream. He says, no matter what, this channel's not going anywhere. WWE doesn't like them not having control of their third parties. So unless he worked it into the contract. Well, Zelina worked that into hers. Yeah, so I'd say unless When Cole, she came back, she worked that in where she could keep her stuff as her stuff. But Cole also wants to be with Britt. Britt. That's why I think is AEW. That's why I'm leaning more towards AEW than yeah WWE. Uh, the fact that AEW is back on the road, WWE is on the road. You know, when there was Performance Center in Jacksonville, that's, you know, it's still a drive, but it's, you know, just a couple hours up one way to see each other. Now you do, you know, Raw or SmackDown in California and AEW's on the East Coast. Yeah. You're not going to drive to see each other for a day or two or anything like that or in between tapings. So, yeah, I definitely see him going to AEW just for that. Uh, as for the match, it was fucking <clears throat> phenomenal. Yeah, first fall, singles match, normal match. And the thing, not to interrupt, no. but you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, either way, you knew Kyle was going to win. Either way, you knew Adam Cole was losing. Uh, I honestly thought they would let him go. They would let him lose 2 nothing. I could have seen... I saw it a little different than how it happened, though. You know, they actually... It was like a five-minute... Five-minute Five-minute, quote, wrestling match. I, I saw it as like quick, some kind of surprise. You know, not schoolboy, but like small package type where it's a, you know, tight, closed-in thing. He's holding him down. One, two, three. He couldn't kick out. Yeah. As you said, you mentioned that uh, you thought he would win 2 nothing. I don't remember any three stages of how match where it's got stipulations on each ball where somebody's won 2 nothing. 
Prison fact that people would want to see that third fall, whether it's a cage, a ladder. Well, yeah, if you hear two out of three falls, you always expect it to go to the third. Right. I mean, that's... Hell, fucking... And I'm going to say this because I'm a fucking worker. Real sports have their best of, you know... Best of series, yeah. Best of series... Uh, most are best of seven, so you're guaranteed at least four games. If somebody wins four straight, that's it. You know, you win four out of seven, that's it. Three out of five, that's it. Uh, it's very rare when you do a two out of three in wrestling that it doesn't go all the way. Right. Uh I don't remember what I was watching, but they were talking about one of the instances where that happened. And I know it had to have been after after a pay-per-view because I don't hardly turn the network on to hear their documentary talk. Or it might have been something I was watching on YouTube. I don't fucking know. But it was talking about one of the biggest... It, it was a YouTube. It was like surprise... Biggest surprises that's happened in wrestling or something. And that was one of them. It was a two out of three falls match and somebody won the two falls. Boom, boom. Right. But I could have seen them do that just to... Especially with uh, Cole not signing a contract before. It been like... Okay, well, we'll we'll job your ass out on the way out. You know, and literally job him out. Boom, boom. But that's kind of how I saw it happening was it would have been two straight falls because, one, I don't know if I'd seen a wide shot, so I didn't even know if there was a cage there or not. Yeah. And how they had that shit just, like, lower down, closed, <laughs> like, clamshell around from the ceiling. That was badass. Yeah, it was really fucking cool. Because I think the way their cage is is it actually is fanned up and then it just closes. That's how they did, Yeah. Which looks better, in my opinion. Oh, it was badass how oh, it yeah, happened. Yeah, fucking thing hanging over the... Yeah, it was badass how it happened. Uh, O'Reilly won first fall in the, quote, wrestling match. Okay, you could see that. Next uh, match was the, the street fight. street fight was next. The only, the only thing I could say that was a low point about the match... Is it was the same three exact falls that they did in the Cole Gargano yeah, three I, stage. I wish it would have been something different. Like first fall, I've done first fall a street fight. I've done second fall a cage match, and then third fall doing like a last man standing or something. Yeah, I would have done three falls that you don't normally see in the three stages of hell. I mean. Yeah, I can see that. First match. First match, do the old school ECW stairway to hell. Basically, it was a ladder match with a weapon hanging over. Uh, And that was the point. Uh, You climb up to get the weapon. You can use a weapon however you want to. Right. Uh, Second fall, do a goddamn tables match. Yeah. I mean, you don't see many tables matches anymore. 
You see tables used in matches, but they're not, quote, a tables match. That's true, yeah. And especially since they've already got... That they would have already had ladders out because of doing the ladder match. Could you imagine the fucking spots they could have pulled from a ladder to avoid going through a table? Yeah. Especially those fucking two. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing like a table set up on the outside, ladders start tipping where they always go over the top rope through that table. One of them just pulling a ricochet, hopping off last minute, bouncing off the top rope and jumping over the table that's on the ground and being like, nope. Fuck that. And then, like you said, Thursdays be like a last man standing after the table. And then Cole being the heel, like he could have done some big spot at the table. Right, last man standing match, go, counting, counting. You know, try to get that quick win. Exactly, and the babyface be fighting from underneath to put Cole down later. Yep. But no, I mean, that was my only complaint about the match is that they did the exact same three falls that they had done before. Yeah. You know, change uh, it up a little bit. I saw a lot of people griping about that too. Better than that, yeah. Two solid workers. I don't, and I love Kyle. I don't know where he fits in after this now. He's a damn good worker. But where does he fit after this now? Upper mid card. Yeah. I don't... Do I mean, that. I could see him going for a heavyweight title shot. Yeah. But they're going to push Joe's strong baby face. Yeah, for a while. Until... And I, as of right now, I don't see anybody on the card. Well, there's not a heel on the card that can step up. I think that's why maybe they had Ridge Holland squash. Uh, Could be building up Ridge because that's Vince's fucking prototype of a guy. Big, sweaty, beefy, young. But he probably won't let him talk because he's got an accent. But can he do a southern accent? Oh, God damn. Your name's Hot. Your name's Ridge. Your name's Ridge. We're going to call you Ridge. Not Ridge Hall. We're going to call you Ridge. I'm super scared to see what they do to NXT. Yeah. Well, let's finish talking about this first. Then we'll talk about what they're going to do to NXT. All right. Because, okay, he goes to the cage match and Kyle taps him out with a knee bar. While he's handcuffed. While he's only got one hand because the other hand's handcuffed. That's fucking brilliant. You know, what they should have done is at least played it out a little bit longer. Let him hit another kick or two, and then Cole try to pin him, but he couldn't get his shoulders down because of the handcuffs. He's trying to lay him down, trying to lay him down. That hand is dangling up like this, so he can't lay down. So Cole's like, shit. And he goes through, and then he undoes the... Handcuff. Undoes the handcuff that's on the rope. And then O'Reilly handcuff, put it on Cole. So they're handcuffed to each other. And then they, you know, start the wailing back and forth, punches, punches, punches. Then there's the knee bar, and he's got a tap, you know, with the arm that's handcuffed to O'Reilly or something. Because that's one of the things they always said, you know, you always tried to attach yourself to me. 
Fucking really attach yourself to him. Handcuff yourself to him. Fucking brilliant. <clears throat> and then in that case, instead of a knee bar, he could have done some kind of a rear naked choke sleeper type. Yeah. Because Joe didn't use the coquina clutch, so a rear naked choke would have been fine to finish the match off with. So they could have played in the, played into the whole. You attach yourself to me, or you, you know, try to connect yourself at the hip, or whatever it was. You've been connected to the hip since we started this, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, you're nothing without me. You have to be attached to me to have any relevance. Yeah, and then that's, and then you go see. You had to attach yourself to me to blah blah blah. If they kept the thing going, if Cole was still there, but Cole's not going to be there, so. But the thing is, is all four of the guys from Undisputed are stars in their own way. Yes. Yeah. And I could see O'Reilly being bigger than given credit for. It's just his he matches has to with, have that push. He has that to push. Has, he needs that. His star matches with Balor were great. That was he was on the way right there, and they cut it out from under him. Yeah, his matches with Balor really showed what he could do and showed that he belonged up there. Because, I'm not going to lie, when I first saw... When I first saw Fish and O'Reilly in Ring of Honor, I wasn't... I was like, okay, I don't know about these guys. But the more I watched him and the more everything, I'm like, nah, this motherfucker's good. These dudes are good. And then when I saw them both... When they both debuted on NXT, they debuted... On separate weeks. They didn't put them right together. See, out of the two, I've always liked O'Reilly better. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, Fish's little mustache is kind of cool, but... (laughs) But, yeah, I, uh... And then whatever the hell they're going to do with Roderick Strong now. They need to let Roderick be on his own. Yes. This diamond mine thing, I don't like it. Just, whatever they had planned Well, there's for. nothing there anymore because they got rid of the other guy. And, like, it's like they're trying to make it about the crew. They were trying to revamp the cruiserweight division and put them in there to have somebody work with uh, fucking uh, Kushida. Kushida. But, hell, they got rid of half the cruiserweights. No, excuse me, all of them. Well, they got rid of 205 Live. They didn't actually have the cruiserweights because the cruiserweights are supposed to be at NXT now. Yeah. But they never brought them down to NXT because they kept the 205 Live shit going. But yeah. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the main event was Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe for the NXT title. Again, you knew what was going to happen in that match. Yeah, solid. It was all right. It, it was what it was. Samoa Joe wins with the Muscle Buster, which that was awesome. And then Samoa Joe is the only three-time NXT champion. So, that's pretty cool. little fun fact. See, I was thinking Balor was a three-time. No, he only won it the one time when he beat Neville. And then he won it again when he beat... When he won it when it was vacant, when he came back down. Joe, he won it from Balor... Ballard took it off. Uh, uh, Joe lost to Nakamura and then went back from carrying. So that was the three times. Remember, Joe beat Ballard at that house show. Everybody lost their shit. 
Yeah, but I was... I thought... That was just had that long grain. See, I thought he wanted from Owens in Japan. Oh, yeah. Why am I saying Neville? Shit. Yeah, he did win it from Owens in Japan. Because that was supposed to be Kenta that was supposed to win, then he got hurt. Yeah, because I was thinking, okay, he won it from Owens in Japan, and I thought he had won it one other time also. But it was just one long run. Yeah, it was just that one long run until he dropped it to Joe at that house show in Massachusetts. Okay, because I was thinking he won it twice there, and then when he came back down, won it again. I always thought he had, for some reason, it was a three-time. But yeah, you knew Joe was going to win just because Cross already had his shit on the main roster going. And then uh, Cross was in NXT longer than anybody had planned because they were wanting to fast track him, but him getting hurt kind of... Fuck that up, yeah. Fuck that up, but why would you want to fast track a demolition knockoff when demolition was just a road warrior knockoff? Yeah. I mean, it makes it makes zero sense. Nothing makes sense in that damn company anymore. Nope. Which brings and us... the bad thing is it doesn't have to. They make things so different. It has to make sense to Vince. That's it. And Vince's fucking worked mind. He's set in his ways, and he thinks everything is. Anything that he comes with, he thinks is a good idea. Nobody can convince him otherwise. And as CM Punk would say, he's got the glad handy, nonsensical douchebag yes man, Bruce Prichard, John Laurinaitis, Kevin Dunn that will always tell him yes. And at this point, there's there's the rumor and stuff going around that people are stopping people from going to Vince, so nobody can try to change his mind. So, free time with Vince is even more hard to get than it was before. It's just got to the point where you can tell that the only person they care about that's watching the show is Vince. Mm -hmm. That's what WWE is. It is a show catered specifically to Vince. It's a one-man show. As bad as it is to say it, the best thing that could happen to WWE is for Vince to die. That's the only way. That's the only way it'll change because he won't retire. He'll but have to die. on the other side, unless he sells, and then what happens? He sells. They sell it to somebody like fucking Disney who has nothing, and it's still not any good because unless they let Triple okay, H take but. Over, it's, Disney's going to hire somebody to run the thing. Vince is going to sell it to get the shit off of him, and he's just going to get the money from it. He's going to retire into the sunset with Linda. And then you get, you know, they sell the company. They've got the, quote, creative minds in the company still that'll probably go with the company. But if you're going to do that, why not just let Paul and Stephanie and Shane take over? I don't think Shane ever wanted to take over. I think he always wanted to be a performer. Because he's got his own little thing that he's a vice president of. I think Triple H and Stephanie would take over. But the three of them together 
could put on a hell of a show. I agree. Or, uh, just for fun, since Triple H is technically still under contract, contract expires. Him is definitely WWE. See, I've actually thought that. Do you know what would happen <laughs> to Vince if they signed with AEW? <laughs> the fucking world would fucking split. <laughs> the bad thing is, I could see him making an appearance, not maybe signing a full contract. But just showing up. Just showing up and sitting in the front row. <laughs> Just put the little graphic up, Paul Levesque, Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, I could see some kind of shit like that. Vince would have a coronary sitting in his damn recliner. <laughs> but the only thing about that, the headlines the next day wouldn't be Triple H, Stephanie McMahon show up to watch AEW. It would be... Vince McMahon looking to buy AEW by sending... Yep. Is, is AEW in trouble? AEW selling? Has AEW been working with WWE this whole time? Has Vince already bought AEW? No, because it's not running the ground. We know that's something. Yeah, but you but know, that you would be the first... That would be the first headline. Is, has Vince already bought AEW? Or... Triple H take NXT buy it out from under Vince be like fuck you yep I don't know you gave me you said this was mine and you're gonna fuck it up so I'm taking what's mine and then take NXT Five of their top guys march over, stand up in AEW's ring, but what's up? And have that cross brand. That would be some good shit. Because Triple H and Cody are two of the best minds in wrestling right now. Oh, yeah. I had that hid hoping you wouldn't find it. <laughs> you didn't hide it very well. <laughs> but yeah, that would be that would be a good scenario. The only thing what would Vince sell NXT for? I could see him getting Triple H divorce Stephanie. <laughs> no, because he really wants. Yeah, what would he sell NXT for? And could Triple H afford not only to buy NXT, but honor the contracts? I don't know what his net worth is, I think. I think that the people in NXT that have worked with Triple H for as long as they have, their loyalty would be the Triple H over Vince. Oh, I completely agree. So I think, you know, he he could go to his people and be like, look, I have this idea. Long term, I don't know what's going to happen. He says, but 
If you have my back, I have yours. Don't. It doesn't have to be the entire roster. He'll have his few soldiers. Right. You have his few that he knows is going to pull. Yep. Gargano. So you're saying he just buys the name NXT. Right. Okay, I thought you were talking about he does the no. he just buys the no. company NXT. You buys the rights to buy NXT. the rights to NXT because it was supposed to be his. Mm-hmm. And then once contracts start coming up, you talk to your people that you knows that you know is solely loyal to you, like Gargano, Champa, hell, the whole Gargano group. Would probably go with Gargano. Because Candace is going to go wherever he goes. After they have the baby. Austin Theory has not been shit without Gargano. So. And then anybody that's on the main roster that's sick as shit, it would come back down. Asuka, Keith. And Indy Hartwell would be a good addition to mm-hmm. the... Yep. And then Triple H reach out to the release talent. Yep. Be like, I have this idea. Hang in there with me and we'll put on a hell of a show. And then... Fuck WWE for a little bit. It's going to be NXT versus AEW. The right way. The right way. And it will be hellacious for fans. Yep. What? Yeah, because NXT, yeah, it was supposed to be developmental. That's what it was supposed to have been the whole time. But, but it, the talent that they pulled in just because they were trying to keep them from going to AEW... And then they put that on, and they're like, okay, this is better than developmental. This is a good fucking show. It's a good brand. So, yeah, I mean, it would be great to have that competition, AEW versus NXT, in a true, you know, competition like that. Uh, Yeah, I'd fucking love to see that happen. Because it would take it back to, like, when Shane went against Vince, when he... What, bought SmackDown? Or... Alright, when he bought WCW. Yeah. Alright. Then... Because that's... The biggest mistake they made there, in my opinion, was not going through with the whole letting WCW live and be its own brand. That's when everything started going downhill because they had no competition. It didn't matter what they did because they were it. Mm-hmm. Because my whole thing is Triple H can run a company. It's been proven. To whereas Vince is so fucking set in his damn ways that nothing matters anymore. Right. So Triple H literally show up on a Raw or something, Vince is there. Get in Vince's face. This is what I'm going to do. You can kiss my ass. I'm done. Him and Stephanie leave. For one, that fucks Vince completely. Oh, yeah. And two, that's the end of WWE. You know good and well. Because what, what, what is Vince going to do to compete with AEW and a Triple H ran brand? 
Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. <laughs> What's Brock Lesnar going to do? <laughs> that's what he does. I'm telling you, that's Vince's go-to. It's like, okay, we've got a big show we've got to do. Uh, get John and Brock on the phone. Call Dwayne. <laughs> I mean, that's Vince's go-to. But I don't... I... What's Terry doing? I don't know. That Cena would actually get in the middle of that. Because uh. look at it this way. Cena, while yeah, he has a WWE contract, he's only a part-timer. So, right. And look at all of the people that's in AEW and NXT that he's never had a chance to work with. Everybody? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, he worked with Rusev for because I mean think about that Triple H pulled one of the massive like legend stars out from under Vince yeah and Cena would be the the best one because he was there in the Attitude Era he's been there till now so that's a whole fucking fan base and Cena wasn't there for the Attitude Era. He came or, in Ruthless Aggression. The Ruthless Aggression, whatever. The end of the Attitude Era, beginning of the... Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just... It's one of those things that... The scenario could, it has, has presented itself perfectly. It's just somebody's got to grow the balls to take the reins. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would. Damn, that, that's some good shit. <laughs> See, I have good ideas sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely good shit. <laughs> okay, now, while we try to digest this, let's... uh. <laughs> Take a break real quick. We'll come back, close the show out because God damn, that was that was a lot to unpack right there. <laughs> you missed the last part he said. He said Triple H get John Cena to come with him. Just think about all the people Cena could work in AEW and NXT that he's never worked before. Oh god damn. That could be fucking interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean Cena against that up and comer Miro. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be uh, right back after this second sound effect. All right, guys. Now that uh, Will has completely fucked us over in the head with this idea. Son of a bitch. I mean, good God. We even gave him a minute to breathe before we started recording again, and it's still... Mind blowing. Oh shit. Uh hell, how are we gonna try to close the show out? Okay, uh Do pop. Yeah, we're gonna get to that, motherfucker. God damn. I had to, I had to do it, I had to do it. Uh, he reminds me of damn 
Gold does doing the cock cock cockles of my heart <laughs> promo. The pop 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 pop. Cornbread, David Cornbread. Oh fuck! <laughs> what sounds a popcorn bag make when you put it in the microwave? Pop 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 pop. <laughs> <sighs> but no, this past uh, I mean this past weekend in wrestling. It was... Monumental. It was huge. I mean... Everything from the punk return to what could be the last decent remnants of what NXT was. Uh, possibly the end of the Adam Cole era in NXT. Or not possibly, definitely the end of Adam Cole in NXT. And the end of arguably probably one of the greatest NXT superstars that they've had. No, Cross wasn't that great. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) You set yourself up for that. Oh, god dang. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Cross has gone from NXT. He's solely on the main roster now. Goodbye. Uh, Dakota Kai's possible call-up to the main roster. Did Tony Storm ever debut on the main roster? One time. She had one match and we haven't seen her since. Oh, I didn't even see her the one time. It was a squash match. It was like three, four weeks ago. We haven't seen her since. I thought they just started running the promos three or four weeks ago. God damn, I'm way off on my timeline. Shit. (laughs) It doesn't matter because I made us forget about it because I kept her the fuck off TV. So did Vince just keep her around because of that video? Damn it, let me see if I can get some action. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta bleach my eyeballs. Oh, good God. I don't know if I'm getting tired or what, but that was. I don't wanna hear it. <laughs> this, this is all your damn fault. You're the one that's not fucking slept and have drank two goddamn energy drinks since you've been here. No, it's kind of my fault for calling when I knew he was trying to go to bed and be like, hey, can you do what something for us? <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of my fault. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it's COVID's fault. <laughs> yeah, fuck COVID. But no, this past weekend, it's going to be one of those where were you when yep. type things for the punk return. You know, what? Speaking of which, how big are the ratings going to be tomorrow with Punk advertised for tomorrow? Do they break to two million? They'll outdraw Raw's rating from last night, whatever it was. By a margin, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I could see them outdoing SmackDown's rating from last week. Rampage did fucking good. Rampage, I believe, beat Raw's rating from last week. Uh, I think Rampage's rating was 1.19 million. They beat SmackDown in the 18 to 49 demographic. They had 231, SmackDown had 218. Yeah, but all total. Yeah, all all total. Total, SmackDown was like a 2.2, 2.4. Yeah. But I mean, SmackDown is the. Superior WWE product. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not that hard. Anybody can out-top Raw at this point. We could go 
put on a two-hour show with just the three of us and a couple of buddies and probably fucking outdraw Raw. Actually, fuck, I guarantee we could. I know some of our buddies. <laughs> <laughs> and we do dumb shit. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, lots of dumb shit. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Raw's rating, it keeps going down. Vince doesn't care. Uh, he's already basically said fuck you to USA because they've already started taping the NXT stuff. Yep. And USA is like, USA is like, we didn't pay for a tape show. We paid for a live show. So USA is pissed about that. And it's not going to matter to Vince because all he can say is, okay, fuck you. I won't take a contract. He'll just throw it back on Peacock. So, I mean, a lot of things, this was a huge turning point in wrestling. This is where AEW is gaining momentum and they could be, you know, they could do something to push Vince out, push Vince down, you know, try to get Vince out of the game. But the thing with AEW is that was never their intention. No, it wasn't. And I mean, and I still don't think it is. The only one trying to make it anything is Vince because he's he can't stand having anybody get over that. He can't stand the competition. He doesn't like to lose, and he sees AEW having he sees AEW as having one person watch as losing. I mean, this is a motherfucker who says AEW is not competition. Our competition is sleep. Everything is our competition. As Anything most, that takes eyes away from WWE is, quote, competition. So people going to bed is competition. People having to work second, third shift jobs is competition. Cool. Then make your product interesting. Make it where people want to fucking watch it. I mean, yeah. It, it's simple to sit here and say that. But as long as it's interesting to Vince, that's all he cares about. Because, I mean, I remember when I wouldn't miss wrestling. Yeah. Yes. If you missed one segment of Raw, you missed something that your friends were talking about the next day at school, and you're just like, I didn't see that. What happened? Trish barked like a dog. What? (laughs) But, I mean, that's, that's the thing, though. And you don't have that now. And that's the saddest part of it. There's nothing that's grabbing your attention. There's nothing that's making you refuse to, like, oh, I've got to piss really bad or I've got to go grab something. I'm not fucking moving. Like, I can't move. The predictability is just sad. The predictability, the fucking... Which, to be fair, that's our fault because we've all been around it so much. The regurgitated matches and yeah. storylines, yeah, the, the story repetitive lines, shit. Everything. The championship contenders matches. That is the most dumbass shit I've ever seen. Why would you put your title champion in a match? And whoever beats him gets the title shot? What? Your champion's supposed to stay protected. The women's tag champs. Completely useless. What? Well, no, it's Tamina and Natalia. Yes. Okay, yes. They're the women's tag champs. Uh, Shotzi and Knox beat them two weeks ago. 
Yep. Like, it was either their debut or their second week there. Yep. Beat the women's tag champs. So, what happens last week? Well, since they beat them, they get a championship contenders match now. Again. And they beat him again. And after they beat him the second time, then Michael Cole is like, wow, what an upset. They just beat him the fucking week before. How's it a goddamn upset now? Exactly. I just want Michael Cole off commentary. Yeah. But it's boss time. Exactly. Like, I want his ass off commentary. I mean, how will you know it's boss time without Michael Cole sitting there and yelling it at you? At least he ain't saying when her music big. hits and the big ass boss time knuckles appear on the screen. At least the big dog. The head of the table. He's not the big dog anymore. I swear there were so many times I thought he said the big dong. Because it's Michael Cole and he can't fucking enunciate shit. You're just projecting what you want to think. No. Because I'm pretty sure with Roman it's not impressive. Oh, Lord. Okay, so do you think this is a nail in the coffin? Yes. Not a final nail, but another nail in the coffin? Yes, I do. Absolutely. I could see that. Uh, And honestly, not this, not tomorrow, but next Wednesday's episode... Of uh, Dynamite is going to be interesting. Yes. Because next Wednesday is when Buddy Matthews Could be making his can make his debut. Yep, debut. And you know he's coming to AEW for the simple fact that his vignettes and his runs coincide with Malachi Black's. You know he's coming to AEW because him and Kenny have already had back and forth. Yeah, that too. So when do we? When do you think we get Ruby? I think leading up to the New York show. Not at the New York show. The New York show is where we're going to get Daniel, Brian Danielson. So did y'all see where Roman was? Uh, not Roman. Fuck. Braun was teasing. I don't want to say Braun in AEW. You don't sit there. He'll come back to WWE. They'll resign him. Man, I don't know, because I could see... They don't have a big guy. Yes, they do. They got Luchasaurus. Oh, they have Luchasaurus. No, I ain't even talking about Luchasaurus. Yeah, they got, got fucking Archer. Archer. Yeah, they got Archer. I'll tell you what they need to do, because the motherfucker's not under contract. He just worked a fucking dark match. Uh, Harry Smith. I'll tell you another person that he's not he's not big but he's stout and he was on a, a maybe I think a dynamite fucking uh Jeff Cobb uh under contract with MLW no New Japan oh well I mean they have that partnership you know that forbidden door and I don't think he's been on Dynamite at all because he's been under contract. He's been in Japan for a while. Well, he had that one thing where uh, he was Jericho's enforcer of the Inner Circle and the Inner Circle was still kind of taken off. Mm-hmm. He took out Moxley, I think it was. Jeff Cobb did? Yeah. Eh. Oh, well, that's when Dynamite was shit. I wasn't watching it back then. No. <laughs> 
No, I really don't remember Jeff Con being on Dynamite. I'd say at all. I think it was one Dynamite at the end of the show. That was it. Because the only person I ever remember as uh, anything kind of enforcer type for Jericho was Hager. <clears throat> okay, so y'all both say that's nail in WWE's coffin. Not the final one because they're still going. They're going to. I see it being a significant one. Well, I mean it in that way. I mean in the way where, okay, they're, this could be the nail that makes them, okay, we've got to get our fucking shit together. Okay, so Buddy Matthews is not going to be... It's going to be a big deal because it's going to be fucking good matches, but WWE is not going to see it as a nail. Ruby Riot showing up, Ruby Soho, whatever she's gonna go by now. Will help the women's division, but not gonna. That's not gonna be a nail. Brian Danielson showing up. Is that gonna be another big nail? I don't think so. I think so. I do. I think it'll help because not only does Brian have. A tremendous amount of knowledge in his in his arsenal. I see him. How many people can say that they had the final contract in there? Because I don't see Brian wrestling for very much longer. Having his final fever, have his final contract, his final run in AEW. The matches with Pac, Penta, Phoenix, Hangman, Kenny, Punk. I think, yeah, I just saw it. That's why I put the phone down. I I think that's going to be Braves game. Fuck the Yankees. I see that. Let's see, not, not a final nail. It's going to take a few nails, but I see that being another significant nail. As long as Vince still has a breath, it's not going to be the final nail. He's always going to try to do something. I mean, they've taken enough big stars away. I mean, hell, Vince's smart ass is like, hell, they want more stars, we'll give them to them. Dumbass. Yeah. I mean, that's the way Vince is seeing it. They want more stars, we'll give them to them. And then, like, the next day, he released Wyatt. Right. I think Wyatt's going to be the biggest now. I could see that. Mind I could definitely see that just because, you know, that's that's the one person everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe they're not in WWE anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be significant. A, a major one. I see, yeah. It's, it's so... It's so nice to have... This, yes. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. AEW has been a godsend. AEW has given people their love back for pro wrestling. Oh, I know it did me. Yeah, there's times we didn't watch. He, he didn't. There's times he didn't want to cut the TV on to watch wrestling. I'm telling you right now, I haven't watched a no. full show in months. Oh, no. Mostly well, because I'm usually at work. But. A full WWE show? No. Neither. I can't remember the last time I watched a full WWE weekly show. I mean, WWE, like we said, it's background noise. Yep. Mm-hmm. We turn it on on Monday just because it's on. And we'll turn it on, and if something sounds interesting, we'll look up. I mean, I mean, we don't have a Nielsen box, so we they we they can get our ratings. It's just AEW is where it's at right now. Yeah, it's plain and simple. 
if you haven't watched wrestling want to get back into it, everybody's going to send you to AEW. They're yeah. not going to send you to WWE because it's boring as shit. No. You're not scripted in your promos. You're not restricted in your moveset. You have all these... And that's why I get, I get so sick of people saying, oh, they're just signing next to every guys. Stay, uh, Big Show, Mark Henry... This, that, that, motherfucker, have you seen, and, and other than Big Show working probably a five-minute squash match at All Out, have you seen any of these fucking guys like that fucking working? No, they're agents. They're producers. Sting. Well, Sting's different. <laughs> I mean, Big Show and Mark Henry were, they're basically there to teach the next generation yeah, of big, big guy. You know, mm-hmm. help them, work with them, and be like, hey, do it like this. This is how you're, it's, yeah, I mean. the big guy style. Work like this. But, that's what they needed. Exactly. But they need these people that. that can work with these guys that can still work. Well, look at the guys they had that were doing stuff like that. Cody, Kenny, Young Bucks. Which one of those four is going to walk up to a guy who's 6'9", 350 pounds and be like, hey, you need to work like this? Nobody. But then you have you also have to take it back further. You've got Arn, you've got Tully. And the perfect people that's gonna sit with them is gonna be people like FTR. Because they like that old school mindset, old school tag team wrestling. They will resonate with Tully and Arn. Well they're fucking tag team geniuses because they did it for so long. And then think about it, Flair comes over. Flair's going to help so many people with their fucking promos. Mm-hmm. Put Jungle Boy with Flair. Have Jungle Boy sit with Ric Flair. Jungle Boy is Ric Flair's driver. I mean, to be, to be fair, I mean, you can consider Sting one of the bigger guys to work with, like, Archer and them to help them. I mean, he's not massive, but he's still no, Sting. He's, he's big enough. Sting is going to be one to work with the up-and-coming babyface type, like he's doing with Darby, being, you know, not even, not on-screen like he's doing with Darby, but just, like, backstage, like, okay, you're a, you're trying to move up the card babyface. You need to, you know, work it like this. Don't go out there and, you know, don't do this too much because the crowd's going to get annoyed by it. Come out here, give them just enough to where they want more the next time you come back. Well, but Sting would be good to help, like, like Darby, the mysterious type. Sting would be good to help Darby. He'd be good to help. He'd be good to help out with Jungle Boy because mm-hmm. Jungle Boy still being as young as he is. He's got that white meat baby face look all over him. He does, but Sting. Sting can be one of those that's like, okay, look. Take it to this point. Don't go past here. Because when you go past there, that's when you go from like, oh, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. You're annoying as fuck. Yep. I think what's going to be helpful is... I think they'll eventually get a shot to win the tag titles. And this is what I would do. When they win the titles, have a good little run... Have Luchasaurus turn on Jungle Boy. Take off that fucking mask. It's cool. It works. You probably sell masks. It's probably marketable. You can't be realistic anymore with that damn thing. Take the damn mask off. Turn him a full-fledged be- uh, heel. 
have Jungle Boy be the fucking babyface, sympathetic babyface, and that starts his rise to the top. I'm telling you right now, if anybody wants to get get heel over Jungle Boy, go out say something about his damn daddy. <laughs> and if he gives a green light, they will. Because I'm telling you right now, everybody will hate whoever the son of a bitch was that said something about his daddy. <laughs> I mean, if I was there, I would just be like, and I was happy Brenda broke up with Dylan. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like, I love to hate when they get personal. Yeah, because when you get personal in a storyline, it resonates with the audience because they feel like, motherfuckers, because you feel that. But then there's points that it gets taken too far. Like Big Boss Man and Big Show's Daddy's Funeral or whatever. That was crazy. That, mm, <laughs> that was... I hated that shit. Even when I was... Because, hell, that happened... What year was that that, that happened? Okay, 99, I was in... 99 was one of those weird 10th, 11th grade types, you know. And even then, you know, the immature ass that I was in high school, I'm like, man, that's stupid. That's not cool. But there's times that they take it too far. And then, but there's times where they play it just right. Yeah. It's just knowing that that line. And that's when when you talk to people, you like, y'all get together. And if one, if everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you got that one person, like, eh, that's when you're okay. Let's maybe not do that. Even though, you know, uh, like... Get your pussy off the table. Let's bring it into lead up to SummerSlam. The Roman making the fucking sex position shit. Like, what was the point? I was stupid. Like, please God, let Paul Heyman talk and stop letting Roman talk. Hey, better than succotash. Roman doesn't need a mouthpiece. Yes, he does. I mean, I'm kind of worried with Lesnar not having a mouthpiece because he sounds like a prepubescent 12-year-old girl when he talks. Well, prior to him being with Saul Heyman, <laughs> he was able to talk somewhat. He didn't talk a lot. He kept it short and sweet. That's what he needs to do. He needs to keep it short and sweet. And as bad as I hate to say this, he needs his promo scripted. I hate scripted promos. I hate being told, go out there and say this, because I'm going to tell you right now, my dumb ass can't remember shit. <laughs> if you give me bullet points, I'll hit 50% of them. No, I'm I'm just playing. I can remember bullet points, but I can't go out there and do a full promo. Word for word, no. I can't, word for word, I can't, I can't go out there, read a promo that's a page and a half long, and go out there... Deliver the promo and then turn around and try to do a match afterwards because that shit's not going to fucking happen. But if you tell me, go out there, you need to hit this point, this point, this point, and this point. Okay, I got you all day long. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we were supposed to be closing this show out. Um, We've gone almost a half hour into other bullshit. (laughs) It's been fucking... And it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. You've been on 24 hours of no sleep. 
I've had like two hours sleep. It's fine. <laughs> okay, but like we were saying, AEW, great. NXT, huh. Not anymore. WWE, god damn it. <laughs> so, uh, before Josh has a conniption fit again, we'll go ahead and do a pop and get out of here. So, uh, what you got? Okay. So, uh, it's not, nothing's finalized yet or anything uh, like that. There's the part of the podcast. That's the second one. Oh, it was? Okay. Nothing's finalized yet, but, uh, I may have some good news coming, potentially, that could be helpful for the family. Could help us a lot. So, not going to specify anything. Just good vibes, thoughts, prayers, all that good stuff. So, looking forward to that. Could still work. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Will. Will, what you got? I'm just going to be real. I've made it through today without murdering anybody. Because I've not had any sleep. That is a miracle for him. Hey, I'm fucking not lying. One day keeping everybody above ground is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. All right. This is always the hardest segment for me. Because I am a straight up pessimist. Doom, gloom, and despair kind of guy. I always look on the... I always look at the negative. I always look at worst case scenarios and shit. But something happened today and I just got the biggest smile on my face and thought it was the greatest thing. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I cannot wait. The goddamn Spider-Man trailer. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That was absolutely amazing. That's probably the best trailer I've ever seen for a superhero movie it was it lets you want more it didn't give away all the secrets like some trailers can do I mean it gave you one crossover uh, with a Doc Ock coming in right there at the end but it just teased the rest and you're just like oh wait a minute come on I don't think I want to know why you're that 70s mom. <laughs> Are you kidding? That is so you, yes. Yes. But yeah, uh, the Spider-Man trailer has got me definitely looking forward to when it comes out in theaters. Hopefully we'll be able to see it in theaters. I mean, not even that, but the TV show setting up for this next phase has got got me excited. Well, see, I'm behind on the TV shows. I've seen WandaVision, but I hadn't started Winter Soldier Oh, Falcon Winter Soldier. And I've not seen any of Loki either. That's the one I was looking forward to the most, but the fucking what if has got me just like, yeah, I need to watch that now. It's good. I'm waiting for the new episode. That's the one thing I hate. If you're going to fucking be a streaming thing, put all your episodes all at once. Well, there's a method to their madness. Well, they can madness the shit onto the screen. Uh no, other than the Spider-Man trailer, uh, I know I'm way behind, but I got my first COVID shot today. So, I uh, took Emily, me and her. I picked her up from cheer practice. We went straight to the Walgreens, got our first shot. 
So that's step one out of four for me to get back in the ring, so. Hell yeah. Proud both of y'all. Did it, trying to come to the decision to get that damn shot's rough. I'm yeah, exactly. not gonna lie. What, we've been, I'm not gonna lie, we were, I was waiting on Emily to get the shot because whenever she got her physical for school, she had to get like two or three shots. So they're like, you got to wait till those are done. Jennifer and Josh got both of theirs. I was iffy to get it because I had a real bad reaction to a flu shot. The only time I ever had one. And uh, Jennifer and Josh got theirs. They were good. So I told Emily, I'm like, hey, whenever you're ready, we'll go get the shot. And then... We're going to go get it on this day, and then something would happen. We'd be busy all day, didn't have a chance to go get it. Well, we'll get it this time. Just completely forget about it that day. Yeah. You know, and then just everything happened. So, uh, we had a close COVID scare today, and I told, I texted Jennifer. I'm like, as soon as I pick Emily up from cheer practice, we're going. I said, I'm taking her straight to... I said, I'm taking her straight to Walgreens and we're going to get our first shot today. But, I mean, I realize it's it's a scary thought process because yeah. nobody truly knows what the outcome of these vaccinations is going to be in the long run or whatever. But it's to the point now that we have to start doing something to actually counteract and fight it. Well... And I agree, but the bad thing is, if we keep talking about this, we're going to wind up getting into the politics of the whole thing and all that shit. And the this person wants to do this, and this person says that this is bullshit, and then this person says that if you do this, it's taking this away from me, and if I do this, then blah, blah, blah. And There's the, just a whole basket of eggs that's going to come unraveled. And I'm not going... I'm not going political on this podcast. Talking shit about wrestling is about all I really want to do. Uh, so, yes, we got our first shots today. And, God damn, I'm taking too many pops because the third one, Emily had her first cheer <laughs> thing this past Saturday. And she did absolutely fucking amazing. Got kicked in the head. Didn't let the shit phase her. She just kept going. And uh, I was extremely proud of her when she got done. Man, she did fucking amazing. But uh, we've talked a really long time. It is after 11 o'clock. I've got to get up for work in the morning. Josh, I don't think, has to work in the morning, but he's going to have a kid to watch. Will just needs to get some sleep. So uh, I'm going to start hallucinating. I still got to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> so for the uh, Turn of the Buckle podcast today, I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. Oh, that bitch Casey had a roast beef pussy, oh, and God we will talk to y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>